you know, here. What's up? I was thinking about something. What were you thinking about, bro? I was thinking about what's going on in the earth, right? What's happening in our minds? Yeah. Uh, and I wondered, why does it matter? We're about to find out. <laughs> Holy find shit. Out. Ready? Ready. Let's get it. Welcome to Earth, Mind, and Matter. He said, fuck it. Let's talk about albums. He said, let's talk about some movies and some fucking comics. This week in the universe, across the internet. So what's up, Javi? What's going on, Frankie? Oh, shit. (laughs) So where's your beret? Oh, whoa, whoa. It's on the way. So where's your beret? <laughs> it's on the way. Uh, I don't believe you. See how this red pen is here? <laughs> Next week, it'll be a beret. <laughs> Trust me. I don't fucking believe you. Yo, watch. Watch when that shit happens. You're going to be like, Frankie's wearing a beret. For those that don't know, I promise I wear a beret like two <laughs> weeks ago. It hasn't Not arrived Not even yet. two weeks ago. It's I, been like three weeks. I'm getting it handcrafted. You know from where? Where? Norway. Which. Oh, oh yeah? <laughs> is, that, is that the truth? Which, by the way. Handcrafted in Norway, finely stitched, only by the prince and uh, queen of Norway. Okay, <laughs> right. And for for our U.S. listeners, hey again. But we just seen that we got two listeners from Norway. Holy shit! That means they're Norwegian. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, and, that's exactly what that means. <laughs> and before we, you know, talk about that, what are we doing right now, Javi? Dude, we're on the earth. Uh-huh. And we're going to talk about what's in our minds. And this is why it matters. This earth might matter. Holy shit. Welcome back. Welcome back to everybody. And if this is your first time listening, go listen to the other shits because it helps us out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but to our Norwegian um, folks out there, you know, listening to... That, that means earth, mind, and matter Norwegian. <laughs> and I just want to say something to you guys. I just want to say... Tak for adulitet dat seter vistor prispa. Which in English means, thank you for listening. We greatly appreciate it. I'm a third uh, Norwegian, actually. I never told you this, Javi. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but actually, I want to tell you right now. I still don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Watch, man. I'm, I'm going to get my, uh, was it 23 and me? Get the ancestry for me. You know, I actually did one of those. Oh, yeah? What are you? Yeah, I, I dude, I'm totally Hispanic all the fucking way. There's like. It just said Dominican. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I learned, uh, that's how I learned that apparently, um. In the DR, there are not a lot of, like, native Dominicans. Mm-hmm. Like, apparently a lot of people from DR are kind of descendant from, like, Africa and things like that okay. and whatever. Uh-huh. So it's actually hard to be native, like, like from the DR, mm. which it's pretty interesting to find <laughs> that out. Well, I'm actually, uh, I'm, like, one-fifth British, a little bit of Norwegian. I'm mostly Mexican, a bit of American, and I got, like, a fraction of Chinese in me. I'm also a Native American. Okay. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I just figured I'd just let all this out today. The hair, the hair is really <laughs> where the Native American part comes That's in. That's what I'm saying, bro. And just everything else about me just spews out British, Chinese, Native American, Mexican American. So, I mean, for those listening, you know, welcome to my family. <laughs> oh, is What's this up? why? Is this is is this why you use slurs? Oh yeah. It's like you're just a part of everything. You can, it's like it's like you can play the black card. It's like, oh, I'm black. I exactly. can do this. I'm, I'm Native American. Talk for a do lit that this is there. We start his bro. You know what I mean? Ah, fuck. All my politicians, I'm sorry for fucking that up. I'll try again next time. But but we're back. We're back and we're back. 
Holy shit, man. Yeah. And this yeah. week, uh, I'll, I'll be running the show. Yep. Obviously running the show. I got, I got some pretty crazy things I want to talk about. Nice, nice. Um, I really wanted to make this a juicy episode, so I hope it's nice and, and medium rare. And spicy. A1 sauce. <laughs> I don't like A1 sauce, man. What the fuck? Yeah. I like steak. I don't like steak sauce. Named A1. You don't need some sauce for your steak. Just make that shit correctly. What? But Vegans. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with A1 sauce? That shit says, okay. What I think f- I think it's one of those things that when you're older, it tastes better because you lose taste buds. You feel me? <laughs> Wait, like <what>? like, <laughs> like cigarettes for children compared to cigarettes for adults. <laughs> what the fuck? There's certain to it, you know. <laughs> I really don't like a one sauce though. So they were. I hope they were trying to sponsor us. And then right before they heard that shit, and they were like, "God damn it, <laughs> barbecue sauce is the shit though." You know, mm. I think A1 sauce is fucking A1, and I'm going to leave it at that. Get the and, fuck out of <laughs> here. No, I'm going to leave it at that, and you can keep your opinions yeah. to yourself, buddy. Whatever, man. I'm, I am Native American, British, Chinese, Mexican, American, Polish, so. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I don't give a fuck. So. you know? So this week, mm-hmm. got some interesting things I want to bring up. What's up, man? Nothing too crazy in terms of like mm-hmm. recent world events or anything like that, but right. just some topics that I wanted to point out, which were pretty interesting. Nice. So I'll read off the headlines for you. So today's also kind of special because I have only two news topics because okay. the third one is a table reading. Oh, shit. Nah, I saw exactly what you mentioned earlier. Nice. So okay. For our two news topics, mm-hmm. uh, the headlines are going to read basketball skills got into the NBA, but activism made his name. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm still like, what? What is that? But nice. Good to hear. And then the second headline that I got for you is at 73, he adds New Jersey hitman to his criminal resume. These are just the most vague titles, that, but I'm I'm intrigued. I'm, as it goes by, we don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Nice. And so, are we going to say with table reading or are we going to save that for last? The table reading will be saved for last because okay, cool. there's, there's not much to talk about other yeah. than just to read it out loud. Nice. Okay, cool. Uh, but that should be pretty fun to do. I'm... And I'll talk more about it when we get to it. Perfect, perfect. But to begin, I'll read the headline again. Okay. Basketball skills got him to the NBA, but activism made his name. All right. So so he's a, he went to the NBA and then he became an activist? Yes. Awesome. Who are we Do you have about? any idea? Uh, let me try that. LeBron James? Nope. Hmm. Let me give me one guess. Uh, Serena Williams? Just nope. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, all right. Tell me, is he a player or a coach? He's a player. He's a player. He's a player like, hey, he playing around with my feelings, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he played with my feelings. Not gonna lie. Okay, let me, uh, give me three seconds. Countdown, countdown. Three, two, one. Kobe Bryant. Nope. Damn. Rest in peace. Rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. Hold on, wait. Let me, let me actually write some shit real quick in Google. Right now, I'm typing on my Google. I'm okay. writing, who died this week? <laughs> who died this week? Who died today? Um, countdown again. Three, two. One Madeline Albright, damn, damn, bro. She was, uh, <laughs> she was, what, what the fuck were you, Madeline Albright? It says here she died from cancer and she immigrated to the United States as a refugee and went on to become the first female secretary of state. Oh, wow, damn. Well, uh, she, at least she, at least she did some good shit. And, and her initials are Ma, nice. So, Ma, rest in peace, <laughs> Ma, also pretty decent movie. Oh, uh, I never watched. Wait, what is that? So that's the one with Olivia Spencer, if if I remember her name correctly, and she's uh 
she she's just kind of a weirdo and she hangs out with like these high school kids and they party at her house and stuff like that (laughs) yeah that was quite a synopsis you game right there it's it's a pretty weird movie yeah i don't know if it has to do with like if it's two letter movies like us i don't have high expectations (laughs) jordan peele damn (laughs) i went there javi i'm gonna stay there also you know what i'm gonna throw this out there i'm gonna put for the supplementary for this episode let's put up a poll (laughs) let's let's see if people want to see us do a live commentary of us see us do us Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> okay, nice. That would be cool as shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless that like, you know, Norway. <laughs> like you you're on the you're the what's it called? The deal breaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and again, once again, now rest in peace to Ma. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um okay, so the NBA player that we're talking about today, his name is Ines Cancer Freedom. I have no idea. I, I know there's Metal World Peace. You know who that is? Nah. He elbowed the shit out of some basketball player called James Harden. And his name used to be something else. But can you say the name one more time? NS Cancer Freedom. Was he like a good basketball player? Uh, he ran center for the Boston Celtics. What years do you know? Uh, just running last month, even. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so it's like recent. I have yeah. no idea who that is, so I can't really tell. I'm actually really glad to hear that because I nice. was writing this stuff. I'm like, man, me talking about sports, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, to Frankie, I'm gonna look like a dumbass. Like, oh, you know, like, uh, like uh, he runs yeah. center yeah, the ever, Celtics. You ever heard of Giannis Antetokounmpo? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. <laughs> and that's exactly where it goes. But that's pretty cool. I, I like that you went there. Around. Say his name one more time. Ines. How you spell it? How spell it? E N E S. Cancer. K A N T E R. Freedom. What a name. What a name. So, I just Google his ass. So, so yeah. as I just mentioned, uh, he he was running for the censor for the Celtics just mm. last month. He was traded and cut from the NBA. Oh shit. Um, just very recently. Mm. Um, and just uh on February twenty third. He spoke out at the Olive Tree uh, Cafe in Greenwich Village here the in olive, New York City. The Olive Garden? Not the Olive Garden. <laughs> the Olive Tree Cafe? Olive Tree Cafe. <laughs> breadsticks, breadsticks. I, I fucking love breadsticks, man. Yeah, I mean, I, you know what's hilarious? This is fucking crazy, actually. Whoa, universe type shit real quick. I was on my way to work today, right? Gloomy okay. ass day, right? Crazy. What's, what's the day, by the way? Today, I don't even fucking know, man. <laughs> it's March 24th, 2022. Um... <laughs> So crazy we say breadsticks right now because on my way to work, I was walking and in the park, right in like the water, there's a puddle because it was raining today. There was, and I swear to God, about like seven to ten breadsticks on the floor. Like nice. real hardcore breadsticks. Hardcore breadsticks. <laughs> hardcore. Do they have mohawks? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they're Wearing against the man. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking cigarettes. <laughs> and like, let, me, let me get a dollar. <laughs> like, chill breadsticks. I got to work. <laughs> but yeah, they were on the fucking floor. And I was thinking the last time I seen breadsticks was in school when they would come in little plastic wrappers. You remember I that? I don't even remember that. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, anyway, six at school. Anyway. What Olive Garden school <laughs> yeah. did you go to? Oh, oh, hey, oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so I just think it's crazy. You said breadsticks, and I seen breadsticks today. That's a message from the man downstairs. <laughs> All right. so, so Olive Tree Cafe. He was what was he doing? He there? was just speaking out about uh, okay. on his activism and things like that okay. at this event. <laughs> he would just stand um, in the middle of the cafe, just talking about. It. I'm sorry. <laughs> Continue. But uh, he he said a quote here where he Mm -hmm. i'm gonna read it out he says my mom told me i remember when i was a kid 
Believe in something and always stand up tall for it, even if it means sacrificing everything you have. Okay. I just want to point out, this man is 6'10". <laughs> it's pretty fucking easy for him to say. I don't want to interrupt no the fucking joke. Yeah, but bitch, come on. You, you don't have to do that. <laughs> He's like, and dunk on the freedoms that are not being protected in America. <laughs> no, but on yeah. some real shit, oh. it, it means a lot that he says this because... Yeah. From from what I'm about to tell you with this guy, from from what he stands for, he yeah. actually did lose a lot in the process of mm. doing this. I, I see. I, I, I don't read anything because I don't want to spoil nothing. But the only thing I see right here in front of me is a headline, and it says Adam Silver, the uh, whatever the, the the head honcho of the NBA. The mm-hmm. one you know, he says that he's been compared to Colin Kaepernick. Yes, and it says that I'll, I'll get to that. So so interesting. So go on. Yeah. So, uh, pretty much. This all kind of started in around 2016 where uh, NS Cancer uh, got into more of an activist kind of personality and uh, just really wanted to take things more serious for the world. Mm -hmm. And it started when he constantly became public against the Turkey president, uh, Recep Tayyip uh, Erdogan, where he was raised from. So he's he's Turkish. Okay. Um, And this happened again in 2016. And when this happened, he denounced the president who at the moment at that time did, uh, detained thousands in Turkey after a failed military coup. Mm. And he even called the president, the Hitler of our century. Okay. Jesus Christ. In response, Turkey canceled his passport and issued a warrant for his arrest. Damn. Just for speaking, just for saying that I got chills here in that. That's ridiculous. And on top mm-hmm. of that, his father, Mehmet Cantor mm-hmm. wrote a letter disowning him and was later arrested and acquitted in uh, on terrorism charges in Turkey. Jesus Christ. And so Ines Cantor hasn't been back to Turkey since 2015. And and I see here the president's name was uh, Recep Tayyip Erdogan. That's, yeah. what, that's what his name is. So just fuck you, that guy. He's <laughs> <laughs> a little bitch about things. <laughs> and so... But recently, he's been more in the news because he's been talking more against China's human rights abuses and ripping the NBA for doing business with China, Ooh, which is something that you've mentioned before on the show. Super so interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for, and, and for like, I don't even know the specific specifics, but I know if you go for a different type of religion in China, that's when they'll put you in camps and stuff, which is very broad and vague. But that's like today I heard about that again. So it's pretty wild. It's just ridiculous, man. It's fucking sad. So, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> It's also a pretty interesting thing about his name, NS Cancer Freedom. In November, he legally changed his surname to Freedom. Mm. So Freedom in his name is just a very recent inclusion to gotcha. to his thing, uh, which is just really interesting because it's like you're you're being so intense about this that yeah, you're gonna yeah. change like actually add freedom to your name. It's like, damn, dude. Or, hey, or right. he likes the song Freedom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's 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 his alarm ringtone. <laughs> Every morning he fucking gets up from bed. Freedom <laughs> Gotta stand tall. <laughs> Literally. Six fucking ten. This motherfucker. Jesus Christ. We fucking in heaven already, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so a, a really interesting thing about this guy is that because of all the things he's been speaking out against, mm-hmm. uh, he's been used by right-wing politicians and pundits uh, for his activist use. Yeah. And uh, I just learned what the word pundits is today. How do you spell um, that? P-U-N-D-I-T-S. Pundits. Okay, what does that mean? And that is an expert in a particular subject or field who is frequently called on to give opinions about it to the public. Okay. So, like, just a dude who's just, like... Educated on a separate topic. Yeah, yeah and so. just kind of, like, 
uh, relays sort of information and things like that. Just like we're pundits on everything we talk about. Pretty much. Exactly. Okay. I mean, you know, if you want to call us experts. <laughs> Norway. <laughs> <laughs> that shit going to go down to zero. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to listen to this and be like, all right, they lost me. <laughs> Fact. They lost me. These assholes. I got mutton. <laughs> I know your motherfuckers like mutton and cabbage. <laughs> Don't spoil AMC. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Facts. <laughs> but, uh, so, but on top of this, uh, he's also like, like I mentioned, he's been targeting the NBA a lot. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, he's also been uh, throwing shade at LeBron James with oh, that. Okay. Um, and not only are white right wing members of like politics on his side and things like that, but there are also left wing members that are also rooting for him oh, and, okay. and kind of using him, uh, for things because mm. the, the Greenwich uh, village event that I just mentioned that he was at yeah. was more of a left wing poli- po- political event. Got you. Got you. Um, so he's definitely playing both sides and he's definitely just kind of really getting the message out there more than anything else. He's not, he's not being like blue or red. He's just saying like, I want to, I'm fighting for this, whatever cause and, and regardless of party, I just want to move forward with that. I think that's yeah. really, I think that's very important, man. Cause I think some people just take their points to one side and just lean with it. So mm-hmm. yeah. I, I Remind me to bring something up with DeSantis after DeSantis, DeSantis and everything. Okay. I'll read it here anyway. Just so. Very interesting. Uh, another interesting thing is that uh, something that you've also brought up on uh, on this show before, mm-hmm. but uh, the right wing television host Laura Ingraham mm. uh, actually had freedom on the show. Okay, and uh, if that name doesn't ring a bell, this is the TV host and the same show where LeBron was told to shut up and dribble. Ah, oh, look at was she the one to say that to him? Or, yes. Oh, look at that. Yeah, savage Laura Ingraham. Laura Ingraham. Savage. Look what you did to yourself. Now we're just talking shit about you and that's not matter. Look what you did to yourself. <laughs> Are you happy? Are you happy, Laura? Laura. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to shut up and dribble. <laughs> I haven't dribbled in bad long. <laughs> so, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, so, like I mentioned before, this dude... This dude, uh-huh. he uh, hasn't been playing the NBA since last month. Mm. And there's definitely a lot of talks about that because it seems like his activism is definitely the cause of him not playing. Uh, okay. So, it, because as we've kind of talked about before on the show, the NBA doesn't really like to get too involved with politics and things like that and whatever. Yeah. And the last thing that they want is one of their players to, to fucking dive into the deep end with this yeah. and just kind of drag their name across the floor, mm-hmm. like so to speak. Especially when China's involved because it's very, very skeptical when it comes to like things get skeptical well i'm using the word wrong but i'm just trying to say it gets messy Uh and unclear when china's involved so once you said that in the nba it just immediately just makes me wonder what the fuck is going on so yeah so what i what i got else for you is that uh which you already mentioned from what you kind of mentioned uh saw is that freedom himself has invited comparisons to colin kaepernick Mm. and for people who don't know who colin kaepernick is he's a former nfl quarterback uh who in 2016 started kneeling during the national anthem to protect police brutality yeah or to protest uh police brutality damn (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna edit that shit out <laughs> As you tarnish this man's day For that complete opposite thing <laughs> And Damn. yeah Police brutality is fucking awesome <laughs> Damn I fucked that up Like wow. out of all the words you could've like, You could've fucked a pundit rather than that I can't read my own fucking handwriting I'm an asshole And I'm gonna come in with a real quick hot take um, A lot of people uh, okay, so when Colin Kaepernick did the whole protest thing, which I think was perfectly fine, and I think the NFL went by it completely 
terribly because they um basically put him down and the our president back then donald trump i don't know if you've heard of him he also talked shit about him who <laughs> blondie <laughs> uh, Blondie, um, the artist? No, no, um, Donald Trump, the, one of the best presidents we've ever had in the world. Oh man, <laughs> uh, what year did he run? I don't know, but he wanted to like make America great again or something. You ever heard about that? Oh, that's yeah. what I wanted you to put on the beret. Is that where that's from? <laughs> yeah, and then, I totally just ripped that off because I just kind of wanted to bandwagon. <laughs> Damn, bro, I, I'm, fuck it though. We'll just say that you made it up, and we'll tell him that he. You okay. Know, we'll sue him and we'll make okay. a little money. Yeah. And then we can go travel to our Norwegian fans. Oh, <laughs> part of the plan. <laughs> <laughs> but so whatever. The NFL is very stupid because they basically shit on him for doing that, protesting. Mm-hmm. And then later on, they said we were wrong. So it's just weird how that all went by. But what my hot take, what I'm trying to say is for all you bitches that said Colin Kaepernick was a great quarterback, that motherfucker was trash, <laughs> complete garbage, and just because he protested for a great, great cause does not make him a better NFL player. I'm sorry. Just look up his game against the Seattle Seahawks. That motherfucker is garbage <laughs> at throwing the ball. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. For anybody that's mad at me, go learn something about football. <laughs> and I conclude. <laughs> But yeah, anyway, anyway. Hey, man, I wish I could have more of a response to that. But, you know, mm-hmm. he throws a ball and I'm like, yeah, you do that, man. He throws the ball badly. That's <laughs> all you got to know. That's all you got to know. Well, another thing that Colin Kaepernick has actually brought up himself mm-hmm. is that he's accused the NFL of colluding to keep him out of the league. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. That's where I get a little... I do admit that uh, he may be uh, prevented from having opportunities to play. Like he should be able to be a backup quarterback. I think so. Like, okay. you know, but um, I think that's just very fishy because um, just cause you, again, just cause you're a political activist, which I think is fine and should be allowed anywhere you go. And as Americans, we should be allowed to protest however you want to. Um, I just, that's where I get a little more, your, your, your skill set still matters too, you know? Yeah. And just cause a lot of fans love your cause doesn't make you better at what you do. You know, it's like if you're a shitty artist, but you very protest for all good causes, it doesn't mm. make your art any better, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my opinion on it, just because of actual football that I've watched, not just talking shit about the man. <laughs> but I will say that there's a lot, like, I would understand if a team didn't want the media attention. Um, mm. I'm, I'm going to talk more sports, but Tim D- Tim Tebow, I don't know if you ever heard about that name. Nope. He's a very religious football player, and he brought a lot of media attention to wherever he went. So... I guess the NFL contradicts itself constantly with that because uh, he was a white quarterback who was very Christian. Ah. And so when he went to a team, he was very celebrated and stuff. But the media attention got so heavy that they kind of stopped bringing him anywhere. So it kind of mm. relates to Colin Kaepernick just on very different scales. You know? Interesting. I know a lot of shit about football <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, I mean, like we've kind of talked about before, uh, China is very much involved with the NBA and things like that. And for decades, NBA's plans for global expansion have included China. Mm. Uh, There are actually more fans in China than there are in the U.S. That's crazy. Which is pretty surprising. Jesus Christ. I I would have thought otherwise. Me too. I still thought otherwise up until you said that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But the relationship uh, has began to fray. Mm -hmm. uh, And that started back in 2019. Okay. uh, Because uh, Freedom himself 
when while he was on the Celtics started speaking out and things like that. Yeah. And so China, uh, through Tencent, a massive Chinese company, mm-hmm. they actually pulled uh, uh, the Celtics games from China. Wow. Um, and that was a big thing. And they lost like millions or, or thousands of dollars from that just because those games couldn't be aired in China. Wow. Um, just because of freedom speaking out against human rights and situations in China. That's fucking crazy, man. Yeah. And it, it's pretty wild because, uh, it's just kind of insane to think that politics are so shied away from sports Yeah, because I, I, I think you might've said it yourself some at some point where Mm. it's like, people hate it when people try to bring politics into sports, but yeah. sports are all politics. Yeah, man. And think about when 9-11 occurred, right? The I think the Yankees, if not the Yankees, the Giants, one of them won the World Series or Super Bowl that year. And it became a whole, whole huge thing because it was just so recovering for the nation and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. I still think that shit is sus as fuck. Like when that shit happens <laughs> and it happens to win, but... Because uh, there's a lot of controversy, like with referees in the NBA, they've they've proven that some referees, if not multiple referees, have been corrupt. Mm-hmm. Like they've 100 percent proven it. it. Just one person got the blame for it. Yeah, and it's just unfortunate. I just think that politics is inevitably going to be involved in everything that correlates with the country. The politics is about, if that makes any sense, because yeah. it's happening. You know, you're not going to go to a basketball game and a president just got assassinated and not talk about it. <laughs> You know, I, I, um, I had a great professor once that, uh, said that everything has to do with politics Mm -hmm. and that the least something visually or physically seems like it has the least to do with politics Mm -hmm. has the most to do with politics Ah, because you're not talking about it in the moment or you're kind of ignoring it and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause it, cause, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm an English nerd and I read books and things like that. Big, long books with words. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, but there was this one book that that was the main example of that called Maul Flanders. M-A-U-L Flanders? M-O-L-L Flanders. Maul Flanders. Okay. And it was just about this, this book was just about this girl who was just kind of an awful person. Mm. Uh, She did shit to just basically scrape by throughout her entire life. Gotcha, gotcha. And the whole book is about capitalism, essentially, and how like, but it's never mentioned at all in the book. It just kind of, and- What's the word? In inferred. Inferred. There we go. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, for sure. And, and I feel that companies do that to people all the time. You know, they just benefit. They benefit off the people that you don't really see. You know, like it's just like our iPhones. Who are they made by? Very cheap labor. Because if they weren't, they'd be selling for way more than they're worth, even though they already are. Oh and, man, you know what we should put up in the supplementary. <laughs> Ricky Gervais has a great. Uh, I thought speech. you were gonna say some iPhone Android. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're talking about the at the award shows at the at the yeah. Golden Globes. Yeah. I um I think that's a great speech too. Yeah, yeah. he has yeah. that. That was such a great speech, and how he even throws a shade at Apple, yeah. of like your factory is in China, and like and you guys Tim, are all Tim fucking... Apple's face, where he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. yeah, man, I I I like what you said because um some people even come at Ricky Gervais for saying that like oh yeah you go you go criticize a bunch of rich people yet you are there at the show you know getting paid this money to you know do comedy i think that's the most punk thing ever (laughs) (laughs) you you know what i like the uh compilation on youtube with all the actors who thanked harvey weinstein who later came out to not like the actors that got like you know abused Mm. but the ones that were friends with harvey weinstein if you look it up there and we'll put that up in the celebrity too there's plenty of actors who 
what I'm trying to say is that probably knew what was happening in the scenes. And there's about like 10 to 20 to even 30 people saying, thank you, Harvey Weinstein. You're the best. We love you so much. Like going up on stage with him and hugging him and celebrating him. Correct. Imagine, imagine how like later on when the news came out, how much of those people knew what was happening. You know, there's a, there's a trickle down effect when it comes to that, right? Like people yeah. have to have known, you know, or the and agents. even. Yeah. I mean, cause it's like when that came out, it's like, that wasn't necessarily breaking news. Right? It's like, that was stuff that would, it's been going down for yeah. quite a while. So it's like, you know, that was Harvey Weinstein is such a gross dude. Yeah, there's, man. um, there's a great movie, if I remember the name correctly, called The Internship, um, okay. where it's about this girl who has an internship. At a, at <laughs> I never get it. <laughs> who is Harvey Weinstein? <laughs> at, a, at a film uh, production company, mm-hmm. and the guy who runs the production company is basically Harvey Weinstein. Mm. And so the whole movie is this girl who's like kind of seeing this stuff firsthand. Gotcha. And there's this amazing scene where she tries to go to HR, yeah. and this dude at HR is like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, man. Like, are you trying to lose your job? And she's like, just stunned, just shocked. She's like, why? Yeah. Like, everyone knows about this and everyone's just okay with this. And it's just, it's pretty wild, man. Yeah, man. It, it, it reminds me of the Activision CEO. What's his name again? Uh, Bobby Kotick. Yeah, man. Like the And for those that don't know, it's our early episode. Now we can say that because we're on episode 12. 12. Jesus Christ. And that, very long story short, Bobby Kotick was a CEO for Activision. Mm-hmm. Right? And basically, a bunch is, of still. it still is right. He, yeah. a bunch of sexual misconduct occurred in his workplace with the employees. Was it eighty percent male, twenty percent female? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and he's just allowed to move forward with his life. When when I said earlier, like no accountability brought towards him, I just get I just think of a lot of stories. There's um there's a Dodgers pitcher called Trevor Bauer, right? Okay. And uh, again, not to extend this because we are talking about the Celtic player. Uh, he had sex with a woman, and through their texts, it seems like it, the consensuality was towards violent sex. You know, like kinky violent sex. Mm-hmm. But he was um, like made to not play anymore because she came out to say that he she was abused by Trevor Bauer, even though in the text they had together seemed kind of, you know, uh-huh. she was saying exactly what she wanted to happen to her. Yeah, and when it did, then she came out to sue him. Mind you, he's a rich player. Again. I'm not saying she's incorrect. I'm not picking sides here. <clears throat> I just think that there's both sides to the story. But at the end of the day, he's not allowed to pitch no more. So there's a there's aftermath that affects one person solely. And I think she didn't want her name released because she didn't want to be affected. And you get what I'm trying to say with yeah, that? Yeah, I and think I, I would definitely say the aftermath definitely affects both parties. For sure. But like, yeah, yeah, you're right. But I just think that when it comes to somebody who's, you know, playing for a whole professional team and I just think that he's being accused with the violence, not her. You mm-hmm. get me? So I think she gets the sympathy, he gets the punishment. But what if it was consensual and she's just trying to get money or I or, mean it happens. Yeah, man. So it just um again, it gets complicated, so I wouldn't uh, necessarily pick sides. <clears throat> I would bring up Bill Cosby, but according to our justice system, he's an innocent man who did nothing wrong. According to our justice Where's system, your tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> it's right. It's right here. <laughs> it's just, it's just, you can't see it from the camera. <laughs> I'm showing the camera my tattoo of Bill Cosby. It's right here in my left arm. <laughs> yeah. uh, Bill Cosby, if you're watching that, I hope you thought the show was funny. <laughs> yeah, and I wanted. To, I had one more. Um, thought in my mind but i just can't think of it right now because of the trevor bauer thing it just came up in conversation earlier but it just it's just interesting because we can go on forever when it comes to politics and athletes and everything and i mean yeah yeah, i mean i'll just say that uh like again 
with that quote that Freedom said at the Greenwich Village event, mm-hmm. it really speaks to the fact to to his experience. Like he yeah. he quite literally has lost everything in for yeah. the name of activism and for speaking what for yeah. what's right. And he's only thirty one years old. I didn't even get that Dude, on my facts. Here he's uh, ni- born ni- May twentieth, nineteen ninety two. So damn, like he's he's a young he's a young man. Yeah, yeah, and he it it's just you know kudos to this man for yeah. really to be speaking out this much against mm-hmm. uh, the world for what's wrong and yeah. it you know fuck, mm-hmm. fuck yeah yeah man. get to that dude LeBron James <laughs> 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 yeah man I don't know he's the he's like the face in the NFL right now NFL NBA and I just wonder how many like players and of course you got to make your money too like they mm-hmm. have to make their money they're not all all stars that get million dollar checks that's also something that people don't really look at. That a lot of players don't make as much money as they they can, and like even UFC fighters who I think should get paid more than all other athletes because they okay. risk their lives. You know, boxers True. too. I know soccer is uni- um, universal, not universal, worldwide. Mm-hmm. So this, and baseball is highly paid. Nah, aliens are watching soccer, too, <laughs> so it is universal. They're like these Cristiano Ronaldo is fucking nice. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. <laughs> um, but I just think if you stand for a cause, you just gotta bear with those trying to suppress you. You know whatever you want to move to- forward. So, I mean, shout out to you, NS Cancer Freedom, because re- that's a very interesting story, man. This is this is so recent. Like, all these stories that are popping up right here, five hours ago, three hours ago, two hours ago, and he's been on Fox News, the, the I forget what his fucking name, I forgot what it's called, <laughs> Adam Silver, but uh, the head honcho of the NBA yeah. talking about him, and commissioner, there we go. Yeah, I, I definitely saw some, uh, some stuff about Silver mm-hmm. uh, in the article that I was reading. I just didn't find it super important to yeah. bring up. Uh, just because it was definitely just speaking more to the fact of how like then uh the NBA is trying to like do their best to clean everything up, yeah, and, to make themselves look the best. Um, so and I was just kind of like, I feel like that goes without saying. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that's I, why I, I imagine he's just gonna talk his way out of everything instead of address the yeah, situation. Because like if if the NBA did something right about this, I would have brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> like and and LeBron James, the reason I say his name is because he was kind of silent when China was involved. That's why yeah, the I remember you bringing yeah. that up. And that, I think that should be very much looked at because when you are at a, like at a high celebrity area, like LeBron James, you're, you're held accountable for everything you say, everything you do. Or so, Joe Rogan. Or Joe Rogan, who, <laughs> who was fucked with by CNN <laughs> and lies were spewed about this guy, just speaking some facts and trying to talk, you know, <laughs> I got you, Joe Rogan. <laughs> Give him a kiss on the cheek. <laughs> it's it's so funny man Cause uh, I just know that He gets a lot of hate So I feel like Anytime anybody says Anything positive about that guy You get the hate also So <laughs> fuck you motherfuckers <laughs> Cause I enjoy his banter <laughs> Well That was the first topic I got for you not, that was dope. not Not like Super intense Of like Anything crazy going on yeah. Because the second story Ooh, <laughs> I will say though, I think what you picked out was a gem that I don't think enough people are talking about because the fact that you're saying that his shit is being controversial to the NBA. I mean, I pay attention to the NBA and I have not heard anything about this. Like not yeah, once. I'm, like I like I said before, I thought you were gonna know about That's this awesome, shit. And I man. was like, yo, man, Frankie's gonna know this, <laughs> and I'm just gonna have to be like for the audience. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> just play some video game while you talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought you were gonna know about this. I'm fucking glad nah, you did it. You killed God that damn. shit. Man. I'm a. I don't know if you're gonna be on the audio, but round of applause. Round of applause for that. <laughs> you killed that shit, man. Seriously. All jokes aside, that was nice. awesome. That was awesome. 
Well, the second topic I got for you is definitely arguably a lot more juicier. Nice. Because I decided let's have a little uh, mini biopic oh, shit. in the moment oh, shit. for a man that goes by the name of George Bratsenis. Bratsenis. Is he Greek? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't find that. Well, let's just say he's Greek for now. Sure. <laughs> Not Norwegian. Not Norwegian. <laughs> but just to reread the headline for you from earlier. Okay. The headline goes, at 73, he adds New Jersey hitman to his criminal resume. Jesus Christ. So I decided let's take a little uh, look into George Bratzenis' life. The Greek. (laughs) We don't know who he is. Okay. Because pretty interesting guy. Okay. Pretty fucking interesting guy. And, you know, you you brought up Elizabeth Holmes. Yeah, man. I feel like this is the next guy that might have some kind of show or movie about himself. Nice. Pretty... Pretty crazy. Elizabeth Holmes show out on Hulu, not because of us, but let's just say it is. Oh, it was totally inspired <laughs> come by on, our episode. Come on, bro. They definitely it, saw our shit. It's a, you know, I'll just throw it out there. It's What's our that? third most listened to episode. Come on. That's got that's that's for some obvious reason of the fact that they yeah, stole our idea. Motherfuckers at Hulu, we'll be expecting a check. Right? How, how much you man. want, Javi? I'll take $5 and a sandwich. All right. I'm going to take $10 because <laughs> I don't know what Javi's doing. And I'll take a sandwich too. I don't know how he picked the sandwich, but I'm going to take $10,000 because if they are listening, I hope they write you a check for $5. I'm going to get you a lettuce wrap, my guy. Don't you worry. All right. I'm going to get you a check for $5 out of my 10000 God damn, we had a chance right there, Javi. They're like, fuck yeah, we sold the idea. All we got to pay them is $10,000 and $5 and two lettuce wraps. Not even a sandwich, bro. That's a fucking... I don't want to. Lettuce wrap, one lettuce wrap. You're getting the lettuce nah, wrap. I just man, want you to eat vegan for a day. <laughs> and I'll get the breadsticks. <laughs> Put that shit between the breadsticks. You got a whole sandwich right there. <laughs> oh, man. That's my friend. It's $5, bro. I'm going to look up how much Hulu is worth, but you keep talking. <laughs> I'm looking. Actually, hold on. How much is Hulu worth? Let's see. Uh, that, I don't I think it's the, the revenue is $2.9 billion. Four point four billion. Shit. <laughs> you just cost it. <laughs> but fuck it though. Fuck it. Fuck it though. It's your Yo, life. Man, I got five dollars. <laughs> That's true. It's like two train rides. That's like Jared's sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till he gets out of jail. <laughs> Why? Why? Let me rephrase Please that. Please <laughs> tell me it's because you're gonna punch him in the nuts as soon as he gets out. Please tell me that's why. <laughs> Rightfully so, that was a bad sentence. <laughs> What I meant to say is that when he gets out of jail, I can't wait for the news that's going to come out about him. Because <laughs> he can stay in jail for as long as he wants. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, that's been living under a rock, uh, Jared from Subway, the guy with the glasses <laughs> and the big pants who lost a lot of weight because he ate Subway, um, he was a big pedophile. He loved child pornography and they found his shit, went to jail. Actually, he got snitched on, I think so, by either a friend of his or a girlfriend of his. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. And yeah, so that motherfucker's in jail for a long time. <laughs> so when he gets out of jail, which I don't want to come anytime sooner than he should, <laughs> the news is gonna go crazy. <laughs> you know? Hopefully he doesn't. Let's just keep him in the back in the rear view mirror. Let's just keep him yeah, back man. there. And Hulu twenty thousand dollars. Anyway. <clears throat> and anyway. <laughs> Anyways. We're talking about George Bratzenis. George Bratzenis. And this guy's crazy life. All right. So I love I love the way that the New York Times described his life because they said his Tarantino-esque odyssey spans at least three states in Canada. Damn, they killed that sentence. <laughs> that was nice. Well, 
recently, the most recent thing to happen in this guy's life is that in, in a New Jersey court last month, for he he was in New Jersey court last month for the mm-hmm. murder of Michael Galdieri, mm-hmm. who is fifty two. Damn, he was a hitman for a campaign consultant that goes by the name of Sean Cattle. Wait, the the guy he killed was a hitman, or he was the hitman himself. He was the hitman himself. God so damn. he killed this Michael Galdieri dude, mm. uh, who is uh, again uh, a longtime associate of Sean Cattle. Sean Cattle. And so Sean Cattle basically basically hired this guy to murder Michael Galli- Galliari. Okay. And this happened in New Jersey this year. Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think people were still hiring hitmen in 2022. Man, people will always hire hitmen. As long as there's people people want dead, hitmen will definitely be there. Alive. There's a great episode of Adventure Time where mm. the Ice King <laughs> hires a hitman against uh, Finn and Jake. No way. Like he yeah. wants Finn and Jake. Well, he he uses he uses the term dead hyperbolically. Okay, because they have so, to. <laughs> and so when the hitman tries to actually kill him, he's like, "What are you doing? I didn't say to kill them. I wanted What's them dead. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Not dead. <laughs> Pretty good episode. Uh, Adventure Time's a great show, man. Uh, smoke some weed and watch Adventure Time, or just watch it sober. It's great for all people. Oh yeah, yeah no. great for all ages. Seriously, seriously. But uh, pretty much uh, when this happened. Uh, Brat Sennis pleaded guilty, but he pleaded guilty in exchange for thousands of dollars in cash from Mr. Cattle. Oh, wow. So so he only pleaded guilty because he was giving cash. In exchange for that. Okay. that that's his plead guilty. He's mm. like, I'll plead guilty if, if I get, get cash. If I get this thousands of dollars Ooh. of cash from Mr. Cattle. Does that kind of make his plea invalid? It didn't really say because mm. I I was kind of thinking the same thing because I was like, yeah. what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Does that mean he's like fully pleading guilty or mm. only on these terms? Gotcha. So I I don't know how the law system works in that way yeah, or the justice lawyers. system. Yeah. But um, we're only pundits at everything except that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty crazy for him to say that. Yeah. And but his sentence begins on August second for that. Okay. And he, uh, they predicted that he might get 10 to 25 years for that. Yeah. Of course. I mean, he killed the man. You know, well, how, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Come on. And no. just what's so crazy is that at the end of the trial, all he had to say, because during the whole trial, he was just saying, yes, your honor to the judge. Yeah, and just kind of cool. Just, yeah, just like yeah. mad serious. Like, yes, your honor. Yeah, he had sunglasses he, on. He had sunglasses no on. No Yeah. There, there's no picture for it, but but That's he had sunglasses awesome. on. Oh, and I like he, this guy already. And he, had a ta- he has a tattoo on his forearm yeah, yeah, yeah. or his forearm. Yeah, yeah. And he's just kind of like, yes, your honor, repeatedly throughout the entire yeah, yeah. trial. That's some real cool and, shit right there. Okay. And he ends the trial with his last words being, you all have a nice day. Take it easy. <laughs> Why do I imagine this guy in a tank top with chest hair now <laughs> eating a deli sandwich <laughs> saying, Gabagool. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is wild, man. I believe I, it, man. I believe when it. I was looking into this shit, I was yeah. like, yo, what the fuck? Who is this guy? <laughs> this is God right here, man. <laughs> so this guy, in his in his criminal life, he was definitely more active from 1974 to 1985. Okay. In that time, he racked up 10 convictions. Jesus Christ. And uh, so just some quick facts about him. Mm-hmm. He grew up with five sisters. Mm-hmm. He began drinking as a teenager, then moved to LSD, cocaine, and heroin. And then at some point, he joined the Marines. <laughs> yeah. I'm already baffled. <laughs> he, joined, he joined the fucking Marines. He got drugged down and says, I love my country. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he joined the Marines and then was honorably discharged at some point. He's also been married and divorced twice. <laughs> His first marriage lasted only about a year. Okay. And he has four kids. I think I, I think I say fourteen kids. But <laughs> I feel like this is one of the coolest motherfuckers alive. You his, know? his first wife said she wants nothing to do with him. Mm. So you know, just to really paint a char- <laughs> to really paint a picture of this character. Okay, this is a really crazy dude. Like he <laughs> he's got some crazy shit going on in I, his life. I think that this is his world when we're just living in it. <laughs> Honestly, man. <laughs> well. Like so, like I mentioned, his criminal career began in 1974, and that's mm. when he returned from serving his country. Gotcha. And his first arrest happened in October of 1973. Mm. He and three other men broke into a seafood restaurant, and they were arrested for it. Gotcha. And then his second arrest happened in Nova Scotia, Canada. Oh shit! Where he was robbing a bowling alley at gunpoint. To that, he pleaded guilty and got 90 days in jail. I'm telling you man This is the smooth criminal Michael Jackson was talking about (laughs) What Michael Jackson said (laughs) And for those that are just listening When Michael Jackson leaned forward He was doing his best What's his name again? To be a smooth criminal (laughs) To be Michael Descent (laughs) Cause he has sunglasses in the video Yo man This guy is fucking wild So also, during that time, he got uh, involved with the Gambino and Genovese crime families uh, in, in Connecticut okay. over control of illegal rackets. All right. Like tennis so, rackets? I'm stopping. <laughs> so, I'm stopping. <laughs> so he got, basically, he got involved in robberies, burglaries, and selling drugs. And during that time, um, his main partner was Luis Sclafanani. What a name. I love that name. Sclafanani? <laughs> Sclafani. Sclaf- <laughs> I fucked it up the first time. I it fucked sounded, it up the first time. It sounded cooler, Sclafanani, but Sclafani's cool too. <laughs> Sclafani. No, no relationship to Stefani. <laughs> Gwen. Gwen. <laughs> Gwen why, why do you even have to say her name? You know, everyone knows who Stefani is. Whose name is Stefani, Frankie? God damn it. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> right. No, it's Sclafani. <laughs> Get your shit together, uh, man. Yeah, I'm trying to right <laughs> now, but this, I, I keep thinking about the smooth criminal shit. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, anyways, uh, anyways, <laughs> Bristani, Brad Sennis, keep fucking up the names. <laughs> yeah, bro. They got such is, weird names. Yeah, man. It's fucking... Brad Sennis and Sclafani were partners from 79 to 83. Nice. That's and, a high school's worth. Four years. <laughs> and during that time, they went on bank, bank jobs in Connecticut, mm-hmm. grand theft re- arrests in Florida, and jewelry store heists and gun and drug convictions across New Jersey. For each crime, they got two days. <laughs> so they were out about in the wow. town just fucking shit up playing GTA in real life, Pretty man. much. They, they're who they base GTA off. <laughs> I'm surprised not on the cover, bro. Oh, so... And also, crazy thing, during that time while they were partners in okay. 1980, they killed David Avnaim, who was known as the Turk, and he mm. was a drug courier. Okay. So, like a drug dealer, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. They also got arrested with a third dude whose name I'm forgetting at the moment. Mm. But this dude used to be uh used to work for the police and he was an inside man for the police. Oh, okay. And after they founded him, he he basically got uh arrested, uh, arrested and kicked out and things mm-hmm. like that. And eventually just fully joined the life of crime and joined yeah. these guys. And during this situation, he died. So oh, he shit. died before the trial. Oh, okay. So he didn't get to join the trial. Mm, unfortunately. Um unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> um 
And so on top of that, uh, for that event, Bratstein's again pleaded guilty. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I feel like he actually has some legitimate pull in the justice system somehow, some way. I don't know how. Well, well, uh, I'll get to something <laughs> even crazier. Rug. <laughs> so in '83. He was arrested and charged for one of the jewelry store robberies in New Jersey that he was accountable for. Okay. But even before that trial, he was convicted of robbing two Stanford uh, banks in Connecticut. Oh, Jesus. For that, he got 30 years in federal prison prison for the robberies and 10 to 20 years for the death of the Turk. Okay. The drug okay. courier. That's the furthest punishment I think he's gotten that's been fair. <laughs> <laughs> 30 fucking years. But he's he was free then. No, like, and, you get into that anything, right? and what's crazy too is about the New Jersey trial is that uh, his partner, uh, Sclafari, or Sclafani, sorry. Sclafar's face. But... Apparently that was a pretty interesting trial because mm. even as he uh Sclafani was taken to the courthouse, yeah. they, they had armed snipers on the roofs and things like that, yeah. watching everything to make sure this guy didn't get killed before yeah. his trial. Uh-huh. So it was very intense yeah. uh, of a court they case. They knew they knew that he was being protected, I guess, or could be protected. Or could be yeah. protected, yeah. Jesus. And so that was a pretty intense trial for them. Mm. And uh and on, during that time, uh, Brad Sennis was in prison. Mm. And during that time, he tried to escape prison. Savage. What happened is that his sister smuggled him a balloon filled with nausea-inducing drug that, that he kept in his ass for weeks. Hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> he uh-huh. kept that shit in his ass, my guy. <laughs> so when he farted, somebody was like... Passed out. He kept a fucking balloon in his ass, man. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do, you know? <laughs> God damn. But pretty much the whole plan no. was that he was gonna, I guess, shit out this balloon at some <laughs> yeah. point and he was gonna ingest the drugs the yeah. day of the trial. Okay. And so that way it would have prompted him to a trip to the hospital. Which you could escape eventually from. There, armed men would have helped him escape wow. at the hospital. But, but no pun intended. <laughs> but ass, <laughs> anal, <laughs> tailbone. I can't think of anymore. <laughs> the whole thing was shut down. Uh, the scheme was got crumbled mm. thanks to a jailhouse informer uh, and an undercover an undercover agent mm. who recorded the sister discussing it. So a snitch. Snitch pretty much. Fuck that guy, man. The trial proceeded and he was convicted. Damn. Yeah. So mm. he wound up serving 25 years, nine in federal prison, and 16 in state custody, and then got paroled in 2010. Mm. And then the craziest thing, even before the most recent event that just happened, which I started the story with mm. of him being a hitman, he was arrested on September 29th, 2014, in Connecticut and charged in a bank robbery there. He can't stop. <laughs> he can't fucking he can't stop. stop. Won't stop. That case went under the radar until this hitman case came up. Oh, okay. So now he's really looking at time, and uh, they're bringing they're bringing him to sentence next month. So he might die in prison from here or not. Who fucking knows, man? Man, I, I don't and even that, care. <laughs> that is the motherfucking story of George Brett Sennis. Jesus Christ, man! I hope he hears this episode. <laughs> And and again, that's something I I wouldn't have come across regardless. But God, damn, this motherfucker just did a bunch of shit. What a life! I hope he writes. I know you can't make money, 
when you commit crimes, you can't make money off the crimes you committed. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I think um, this is just my thoughts. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think uh, what it was is that people used to do that in the past. So when they would commit crimes, they would make a lot of money off their books. So they stopped letting that happen. So you can't monetize of what you've done. Um, so I imagine that I mean he should still write a book he should still write a book <laughs> and I would buy that shit in a heartbeat because <laughs> he did something interesting man I'm sure they'll make a movie about this guy right? or like, like a film or a Netflix show or something uh, like this life is just yeah, so man. insane like some people he, like I said he's playing GTA in real life <laughs> how is there not like a TV show or a movie about him yet this is crazy GTA ain't got shit on this man <laughs> seriously man that's fucking awesome bro uh, <laughs> I know he kills some people and shit like that but I just I feel like he has to have connections with like their justice system but i also feel like this motherfucker knows how to get around like he's the <laughs> best networker ever because <laughs> you know? damn bro how many bank robbers he had i bet you there's some person that robbed one bank and served this whole life in prison <laughs> this motherfucker lived his whole life yo man jesus i was so excited to bring this up i found this i was like yo this guy <laughs> yeah is man wild what the fuck i immediately i was brought back to elizabeth holmes i was yeah, like yo man. this is this reminds me so much of just crazy shit going down of yeah, people bro. and i just saw i caught that get <laughs> a little high guy moment that'll that'll be shut up Bobby. that'll be caught on video but for those listening frankie had a moment where he thought he dropped his yo his bro can. i thought i dropped everything and all you're gonna hear was yeah but it happens it happens we're not perfect just look at my Bill Cosby tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> if you see me in person, ask me for my Bill Cosby tattoo and I'll show you on, off the, on the spot. <laughs> oh, man. Jesus Christ, but man. Those are the two big topics I got for you. All right. They, 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 I felt like they were pretty Nah, juicy. man. Those, those I, are really awesome topics. I had, man, I, I, I don't really try to guess what you're trying to talk about for this week, you know, but, you know. I just did not expect none of that. And I'm just happy <laughs> that's some information that I would love to have in my brain. So <laughs> that's fucking cool as shit. Nice. Yeah. And so moving on to the third topic, mm-hmm. uh, I, I decided I was going to do something special. Nice. Because I like when we do readings because it's like, you know, get some fucking mm-hmm. literature in your mind and, and yeah. just learn learn a little more through words. Listen to us. <laughs> and... <laughs> I feel like whenever we do readings, it's the closest that we'll get to doing audiobooks, which is pretty cool. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Um, but pretty much, I have a table reading for us today. Okay. So I wrote a five and a half page screenplay. Nice. That's fucking crazy. Okay, cool. Because I was looking at this and I was like, where is this from? Like, where? But you wrote this. I wrote this. That's cool as fuck. So That's cool as fuck. So I wrote a five and a half uh, uh, page screenplay called Father and Son. Nice. And for those, even the visual can't see, but I'll put it up for the visuals. <clears throat> when it comes to the audio, it's actually written in actual script format, which in general, if you are interested in writing a movie or a script for anything, there are different formats to script writing. Just, there's so many aspects to it that even I'm learning myself and I aspire to like write these shits myself in the future. But it's in proper script format. I think that's really fucking cool. And I know that took a lot of time, probably. Or, like, a good amount of time, you know? A good amount of time. Yeah. It was my first time writing something in a screenplay format. That's awesome. Luckily, man. my friend is is uh, went to school for screenplay uh, awesome. writing. And uh, he showed me his work. Shout out to Josh. Shout out to um, Josh. I've, I've always, like... He, he's kind of the guy that I bounce... That he bounces ideas off of and things awesome. like that. So, I've read his screenplays before. So, that was, like, the most reference I got in terms of writing a screenplay. Okay. Um, but, yeah. And, and real quick, Alec Baldwin felt feels no guilt for what he did. Oh, you heard about wow. that? Yeah. I didn't hear about that. <clears throat> Apparently, um, from, he's saying that he didn't do anything wrong. Oh, I don't know about the he didn't do anything wrong part, but there's a quote that he says, "I feel no guilt." 
Holy yeah, shit. And it gets really intense and crazy. So, she crazy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Dan Baldwin. Yeah, man, I think he's going to jail, man. I think he's going to jail. That'll be really interesting to see. Holy shit. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, we're here. We're here at the screenplay. So, Frankie has a script on his laptop right now. Ooh. And uh, there are three characters in total. Two main characters, one side character who has one line. Okay. So I'll read the side character line. Okay. I'll also read the narration. Nice. What I'm also going to do for this episode, because since uh, I edit the audio uh, side of things, I'm going to add sound effects while we do this. Awesome. That's fucking cool as shit, So it's going to be a real experience when you listen to this, hopefully. Okay. And hold on. Look at what I'm going to say. Just say yes or no. Can you read the bottom part? Sorry, hobbies. Yes. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure that <laughs> I basically asked Javi a question on my phone. So <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. So I'm going to just start off. Okay. And we can just dive right into it. Let me do the little beep, 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 boop. Exterior. Entrance to dive bar. Night. It's a rainy Thursday night in the city with not many people out. The neon sign of the bar shines bright with its name. The Silver Lounge. Pete, mid-twenties, walks up with ID ready to the bouncer of the bar who is smoking a cigarette in the rain. Hey, man. Hey, buddy. The bouncer checks his ID with a flashlight and Pete enters the bar. Interior. Silver round. Silver lounge. Continuous. On this, the rainy night, the bar is considerably empty. There's a group of four in one booth, a group of three in another, and a handful of people at the bar. Pete looks for a spot at the bar, but finds he might have to sit himself next to someone if the way everyone is spaced. With that in mind, Pete sits himself next to Mark, mid-40s. Mind if I sit here? Would you mind if I minded? Pete hesitates. Nah, I'm messing with you, kid. Take a seat. Pete lets out a hesitant chuckle and sits at the bar. Mark watches the TV as it plays the latest NBA match and mindlessly eats from a bowl of peanuts. Pete gets the attention of the bartender. Can I get a blue moon? You got it. The bartender steps away. You watch sports, kid? Uh, not really. That wasn't too much my thing growing up. What? Your old man never took you to any games? <laughs> uh, no, unfortunately, my old man uh, wasn't really around when I was growing up. <clears throat> Sorry to hear that, kid. C- can I be honest with you? Hey, man, I'm just trying to enjoy a beer to myself right now. The bartender returns of Pete's beer. Not to be a dick or anything, but I came to the bar alone for a reason. Mark continues to stare at the TV and eats his peanuts. A beat. I left my son when he was nine. Pete freezes up and is utterly stunned. He slowly turns to Mark. My my dad left us when I was nine. Mark stops eating. He gulps. He slowly turns over to Pete and the two of them lock eyes. What's your name, son? Pete. Pete Lasco. Mark lets out a sigh of relief. <sighs> I'm Mark Rowland. Pete loosens up finally and takes a swift gulp of his drink. The two sit in silence for a moment. Why'd you do it? Why'd I leave? Yeah. Oof. Kid, let me ask you something. Do you love yourself? I... I guess. As much as any one person can. You see? That's nice, kid. As much as any one person can. You know how much I love myself? Pete takes a drink. Man, I knew that because I didn't love myself. I could never fully love my kid. I would only ever love the attention. What do you mean, the attention? Oh, come on, man. Take a look at any parent-child relationship. You're expected to love your parents unconditionally. And more often than not, you do. Love your parents unconditionally. If I stuck around, my kid would have loved me, sure. 
But I don't deserve that love, man. Mark goes back to eating his peanuts. I don't. But what about your son? Because for me, that was a traumatic experience. I think a lot of the last day I saw my dad. He and my mom got into a fight, and as they did, and he slept on the couch that night. I stood in the living room from the hall, and I just looked at my dad, and he just looked in another direction. He turned to me finally and told me to go to bed. I did, and he was gone the next day. Pete takes a big gulp of his drink. Fuck. Let me ask you. Why do you hate yourself? How could anyone hate themselves so much as to walk out on their family? I wish I could tell you, son. But it's a deep feeling that boils deep in me. Like a bowling ball of despair. Just always sitting in my chest. I'm full of hate. And I know I would pass that down to my kid. Children are sponges. And I'm not the kind of water he should be soaking up. But aren't you just taking away that choice from him? He could decide for himself who he learns from. Sure, he might pick up some things off of you, but you would hope it's the best parts of you. Son, there are no best parts of me. I doubt it. You seem regretful, and that's better than a good riddance attitude. Deep down, you wish you never left, and that automatically makes you better, because you still feel. Yeah, that's nice and all, kid, but it's just been years now. I can't just walk on up to them and expect them to welcome me in loving arms. This isn't a movie where it all works out in the end. Life keeps going after the credits roll. You tell me, what would you do to your old man if you saw him right now? Pete thinks to himself as he takes another goal. Well, as much as I would like to throw a swing at the old man, honestly, I would ask the same things I've been asking you. Just why? And I'll be honest, I feel like I'll never get any closure on it until it happens. You think your old man is going to come back? I think if you go back to your family, there's hope for mine. <laughs> That's a good one, kid, but maybe, just maybe. Mark finishes his drink and pushes the bowl of peanuts away from himself. He steps up from the bar and puts a hand on Pete's shoulder. <clears throat> Good night, son. I hope your old man comes around. Does that mean you're finally going home? I don't know. Maybe I'll see you there. Mark walks out the door and, peeks, and Pete takes a second to himself. He chuckles, turns back to the bar, sips on his drink, and watches the game. End. Yeah, I'm going to give you some snaps, Harvey. Because <laughs> that shit was beautiful, man. I very, very much like that. That was very well written. And I got lost in the character. That was fun as fuck to read some shit off the script. Damn, bro. <laughs> that was really fucking nice. Let me add, what was the inspiration to write all this? Well, I definitely got a lot of inspiration from doing our last episode where we nice. talked about Nirvana's Nevermind. For sure, for and sure. And just kind of talking a lot about this idea of uh, being a lost child and things mm -hmm. like that and how Kurt Cobain was a lost child himself. Yeah. And I'll say this now because I didn't say it last episode, but on some real shit. Some real shit. On some real shit. Some real shit. <laughs> you know, I relate a lot to like Kurt Cobain's experience, not not so much in terms of being like intense as, as how he might have had it, but just yeah. in terms of feeling lost like that as a kid yeah. because- I'm a product of divorce. Yeah. My parents were divorced as a kid. Yeah. And that definitely fucks up your 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 life one way or another. I understand. And so I was just thinking a lot about that. Mm -hmm. And it just really hit me, especially listening to the Nirvana album. Yeah, and I was man. like, I just, I was really in the mood of just kind of writing about father and son and yeah. just family. And because I love writing about family. I think family oh, okay. is so interesting to write about. I think. I think when we're, where we differ is, uh, first of all, that's great for you to share. And I think that's really awesome. And I think anybody that can relate when they listen to that, they just know that, you know, you're not alone when it comes to those situations. And sometimes doing something like this is a great like expression forum to just, you know, release that outlet, you know, to it's good to express things, whether it's negative or positive. It's just or in the middle, just random shit. 
um, it's important because that outlet is the key to just not just moving forward completely, but moving forward in your own way, in your own steps, because it's an ever long process. It's not mm-hmm. just one little small thing. And I think that's amazing. I think um, a lot of us are lost kids, you know, in yeah. their own way and own mannerisms. But again, like that's just a particular thing that I can't say I relate completely, but it differs in a more twisted way for myself. You get me? So I just think that it's awesome that you do that because when I was reading this, I could feel like the emotion within it. You know, I just mm-hmm. I love just reading off script. So it's really fun for me. <laughs> but I can definitely I felt it as soon as it got to the second page. I was like, oh, this is I know exactly where this is going. <laughs> and I've had many a conversation that may not just be like this, but contains that uh, impact of feeling, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's really dope. And. Yeah, man. I mean, that, that Nirvana talk was heavy. I, I really wish we could have had like a three-hour discussion extended into more like detail because I think if we really put in a week's worth, like every single second of the week into that mm-hmm. album research, I mean, Jesus Christ, you know, uh, Kurt Cobain was a very intricate motherfucker. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I, and again, I'll just say because like there was just something holding me back from saying it last episode or sure. just kind of being like a product of divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it was just in the moment I was like, no, nah, that's, that's too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I mean, but you bring it up whenever you want, you know, that's the the beauty of it, you know? So. Yeah. And it's just realistically, I mean, I know, I know people that do listen to this show here and there even are also kind of products of the voice. Yeah. Um, even if I might hate them or something like that, <laughs> you know, whatever. Norway. <laughs> <laughs> but uh-huh. you know, it, there are just a lot of things that sometimes, you can't let go of and it's just there's no other way to express that uh, through art sometimes nah man i think i seriously think that uh we i want to cut this out what we just read and i would even like to add some like uh animation to it so visual animations so that'd be great some cool artworks and visual animations get an artist to do it for us and i mean that would be amazing because I think what you wrote here was very beautiful, you know, and I know everybody's a critic, so whatever to you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> but I personally think that that was such a great read. And not only, like, usually, you know, when you read shit and you don't really take it in because you're too focused on reading it. Mm. Uh, this is the one, like, one of the few scenarios where I've read that and I'm like, holy fuck, like, I felt all that stuff. So I think nice. that was really fucking cool. I can't wait to hear with the sound effects, especially <laughs> with Link's barking. <laughs> and uh, if I do, like, comment myself, so at the end, and when when he says good night, when Mark says good night, son, I hope your old man comes around. And Pete says, does that mean you're finally going home? And Mark says, I don't know, maybe I'll see you there. That's yeah. where it kind of fucks me up a little because I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute, yeah. <laughs> like wait, hold up, hold up. <laughs> and the universe is weird like that. I know this is completely different, but when, when you mentioned the breadsticks, <laughs> like I haven't seen breadsticks in like forever. Like forever, forever. The fact that we got to a point today, maybe that's how the brain works, you know, was it mm-hmm. Freudian, where all that bullshit. Uh, I'm not knocking it down, just bullshit is a cool word. Um, <laughs> just the fact that I saw breadsticks this morning and uh, the guy was at that Olive Tree Cafe and mm-hmm. then we bought Olive Garden, talked about breadsticks. I just think shit like that is so uncommon. It shouldn't be taken for granted because there's so many times that we just talk about stuff that has exactly to do with what I saw today. Like, uh, I lost some money on gambling the other day. Okay. <laughs> and then I saw a Seinfeld episode that was about gambling. You know, <laughs> and I'm just like, I know Seinfeld covers a, such a big range of topics, so it's not impossible. And coincidences are also a real thing. But I think that's really cool. And I, and I hope anybody that is dealing with that any day, even if it's something they haven't even thought about, I hope it just makes you ponder, think, and just, you know, realize 
that there are positive things to look at, but even for the negatives, it's okay to just think about them regardless. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, it's not, it doesn't mean you have to find a solution to whatever you're feeling hurt from, but to speak about it, to express it is super crucial. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm glad that you kind of like picked up on that last thing of yeah, like, man. wait a second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I kind of added that last minute where I was like, and this. <laughs> Bam. Uh, have you ever heard of Emerald's Live? Bam. No. Damn, bro. What is the world come to? Look up Emerald's Live. He's a cook, right? And so well, he's a TV cook. So when he made food in front of people, he was just like, I'm going to make a little pasta and some cheese. Then we're going to have some pepper. Bam. <laughs> Sorry for you. But that was his whole big thing. He was so famous for it. And then <laughs> Emerald's Live. We'll put it in elementary because that motherfucker's a legend. We're just funny Italian motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> hey, oh, oh. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I honestly think that was a great, great read. And I think it would be a perfect, uh, I don't know if it's considered a short film, if it's minutes long, but I think I would love to even film that one day. Like, you, you know, know, page a minute. So yeah, you man. Know, five and a half minutes. Not bad. Let's do that shit. Let's find a place where we can shoot that at. And let's, let's actually do it for real. Cause let's I would love to it. fucking, that's awesome, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome as fuck. Awesome, man. But uh, those are those are the three main topics I got for you today. Killed that shit, man. <laughs> you wanted that shit juicy. That shit was fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly speaking, man, I was really well I was done. pretty hyped for this episode. Like originally, I was gonna start the episode and be like, "Man, it's not gonna be a good episode, guys." <laughs> like you might want to sit out for this one nah, or something. This is a good episode, and I'll tell you this, man. I think this is one of those episodes where I needed this shit right now, man. Because <laughs> I, I haven't having the most perfect week, but I'm telling you, every time we come to this show, this shit is like, this is what you're talking about when you're talking about you need to have that outlet. Like for me, being here right now, this is the best time I've had this week, like in terms of just doing something else nice. that isn't just being alive, you know? So <laughs> cool fucking shit, man. <laughs> and we got more to go. We got more to go, we my guy. We got the fucking AMC section on the way, man. We're on the AMC section. Gee, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. All right. So for the AMC section today, if you don't know what AMC is. What is it, man? Albums. Movies, comic books. Oh, yeah. And this week, well, last week, we talked about albums. We talked about, uh, you want you want to tell us what we oh, talked about last week? No, last week we talked about Nirvana's Nevermind, which is yeah. a great. And then, uh, again, if you're listening for the first time, we've talked about a plentiful amount of things right now, right? So, yeah. Uh, one of the ones I want to bring up was the, well, I forget the comic book name, but it was The Conspiracy. What was it called? Oh, The Department of Truth. I feel like I liked that. That was that. one of the test episodes. Uh, and it was great because um, I was talking to, I forgot who I was talking to when I was coming back from, um, was it Texas? We were coming back from Texas or California. Uh, well, I think, no, we're coming back to California, mm. right? And I read that, was it the Department of Truth? The Department of Truth. It was the first time I got to like be on a flight and actually work on something, right? So I read the whole comic book on the flight. And after I wrote it, I wrote like paragraphs on my laptop. I felt like a real professional. Right? <laughs> you know, I felt like I was actually doing something. And I just, I want to read more of that because I, I feel like we get to start the comic books. You've read most of them, mm. which is, you know, but for me, like, I, now I have plen- plenty of books to go forward with. And that yeah. book was really intriguing, man. The comic book, I'm sorry, was really intriguing. So I definitely want to jump back into that. But we've covered that. What else have we covered? Uh, I mean, on our, on our first episode, we co- we covered Cosmic Thrill Seekers, yeah, an album. Man. That was a great album. Hell yeah. We covered Sgt. Pepper's Only Hard School Band. Beatles all day, man. A few episodes, we covered American History X. Yeah, man. And Mouse, the band book in Tennessee, right? Yeah. In Tennessee or some shit like that. 
And I mean, the list is just going to go on and on. And uh, more so than ever, I, I tell myself I'm going to write down the stuff that I want to have on the show. But mm -hmm. they just come to me because they, when they come to me, they'll stick with me. And I already have yeah. so much planned for I this mean, fucking show. Man. Even, with, even with this week's mm -hmm. episode, this just kind of came to me in the spur of the moment. Yeah. Because I was really trying to figure out the movie that, that I wanted us to watch. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, I should pick out a movie that I really love that I could show to Frankie. Mm -hmm. But I was like... No, mm -hmm. I should pick a movie that we both haven't seen. Which I was surprised because uh, I didn't know you didn't see this either. I found it today. Yeah. yeah. And um, I mean, technically, we kind of did that with American History X. Neither True. of us had seen that movie. True. But that movie came out in uh, 81, if I remember the year. Something or definitely in the or maybe 1997, but definitely before 2000. Yeah. Let me actually look at it right now. So we're not we're not just chatting. Our <laughs> shit. Let me look it up real quick. But American History came out in 1998. 1998 1998 so so nice. definitely definitely uh a, a longer uh, ago movie yeah which is still impactful as fuck i think it's one of our strongest episodes um just in just because we talk about so much real subject matter i know we do regardless even today we talked about uh, protesting or, or just being forward with how you feel about the world but i think that was such a strong episode and our purpose was just to be informative and, and just bring attention to things at the same time without mm -hmm. trying to just bring attention to things because that movie does it for itself. It's yeah. fucking crazy. Anybody that hasn't seen American History X, I strongly suggest it. It's just a really great movie. It is. Yeah, man. And so this week I said, let's look at a movie we both haven't seen, mm -hmm. but mm. that's super recent. Yeah, man. Oh, I don't know how recent it was. But first of all, tell the people, what are we talking about today, Avi? I'm going to tell you. Right. We're talking about the 2021 film. Wow. Just came out last year. I didn't know it came out last year. Holy shit. Just came out last year. What? Called Lamb. Jesus. For those that don't know what we just said, L-A-M-B. Yes, the animal. Yes, the animal. Yeah, man. That's what a fucking movie. <laughs> and this movie was produced by A24. Yes. Um, which produces a lot of great stuff. I love A24. When, when I, I don't know so much about what they produce, but I know when their shit comes on the screen, that shit is going to be a classic. <laughs> you see that and you're like, ooh, yeah, this man. is going to slap. <laughs> and and ooh. there's a movie I saw in the theaters a while back, and we'll get to the AMC very soon. Uh, but one of the movies I seen a while back was Super 8. I think it was a remake. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I don't know if A24 produced that. I have no idea. But it gives me the vibes that it did. Only because... Um, Super 8 is... is Honestly, I would say it's like a cult classic. Yeah, Super 8's yeah. a really good movie. And there's a, there's a remake and there's a, oh, there's a first, right? It's like I didn't even know there was a remake. I think it might be a remake. I'm not sure. But we're talking about the most recent one that's been out, right? I'm thinking about the J.J. Abrams Super 8. Let's see if we're both talking about the same thing. Because... Uh, I saw, I'm pretty sure the one that came out recently, I might be, it might be a remake, but let's see right here. Super 8, yeah, it came out in 2011, and J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Yeah, bro, that movie was fucking good. Yeah, that movie's great. Yeah, I went to the theaters to see that, and it's one of those movies where I didn't expect to, but it's a great fucking movie, and hey, maybe we'll do it in the future for If Mine and Matter. Yeah. Because uh, for I just can't remember the reason as to why I went to go see it. But it's one of those, when I, when I did, I was like, just happy. Like, I was just very happy. And actually, hold on. <laughs> and so yeah, yeah I yeah, <laughs> <laughs> super eight great movie. Great fucking movie. And I'm gonna watch it again, like maybe when I get home today or tomorrow, because man, I'm telling you, I was sitting in the back of the theater, but I was going to Williamsburg Cinema, which is a great mm. theater. Go on the weekdays, have the whole theater to yourself. And they have those rooms that are very small. Uh -huh. So I got to sit on the way back. I think I was eating egg and cheese. I'm not I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Bring a deli sandwich to the theater is the best thing you ever do. And just, just seeing that shit, I was just like, damn, I'm so lucky right now to be able to watch that movie because <laughs> you just sometimes you just catch gems. You feel me? 
I, you know, Super 8 is like the, like that and like Cloverfield. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, cause like Cloverfield is not too much like his movie cause yeah. he produced it, but mm-hmm. he didn't direct it. Yeah. Uh, that was actually directed by, um, Matt Reeves who did the Batman. Yeah. 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 Um, right. I remember you telling me that last episode. Nice. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, something in the way. <laughs> no. Yeah. <we're> done, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Just, <laughs> oh no! God damn right. it! Uh, no, but today we are talking about lamb. We're talking about uh, lamb, and holy shit, what the fuck is lamb, bro? So it's a super weird movie. Um, all I really have in my notes at the moment mm-hmm. is that it was uh, done by A twenty four, which we kind of talked about that like they make great shit yeah. and whatever. If you don't know what they make, like they've made movies like Midsummer, Hereditary, I The love, Witch. I love Midsummer. I love. We're definitely gonna do that in the movie section. In the future. Oh yeah, I love. I, to me, that's. I don't. I don't know if that would be classified as a horror. Oh, it is. It is right. But yeah. I think. Uh, and this is my personal opinion, which <clears throat> you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's actually one of the best horror movies made this day and age i would say like top three and it's I not like, two and three <laughs> i like hereditary more than midsummer and, and it's made by the same person i, so, I can't you know. even hate like i just think either way you put it hereditary is a great movie i've only met like a handful of people who said that movie's trash uh heads up you're trash because <laughs> that's a great fucking movie and happy we could agree because <laughs> but i i absolutely am in love with midsummer so much that i'm gonna stop talking about it because i would just go off on a whole tangent. Um, but Lamb is made by A24, right? The production made company. Made by A24. It's 2021. It's an Icelandic movie. Folk horror um, film. as written right here. And directed by who? I, I don't have that written down. I'm sure you have it right there. I got there you right on. here. I Googled it. <laughs> uh, Valdemar Johansson. Nice. Nice, yeah. And um, who also co-wrote Jean. S-J-O-accented N. So, I mean, just to really stress the fact that this is a foreign film. Mm-hmm. I mean, foreign to us, not foreign to Iceland. Yeah. But I really love that because um, I love when we watch movies that are very different, man, because, you know, there's a lot of popular movies out there that we can, of course, watch. And sometimes we're run out of those, but we just have everything to our disposal. Mm-hmm. And I won't get started onto the scenes yet, but I thought this was a very interesting film that, for one, fit the weather today. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. The weather today in New York is very Gotham. <laughs> like foggy rainy uh a little bit of windy chilly like you gotta wear a sweater and shit or like a little light jacket and that's exactly what lamb is setting wise oh yeah i mean i mean and i'll also say that uh, um apparently don't watch a trailer because yeah. apparently it spoils like the first half of the movie i figured man i was uh, again every time i watch a movie for the section um for amc section i always watch the trailer afterwards and even for this movie i was like there's no way this can't be spoiled because as i was watching the first 10 15 minutes to like 30 mm. i kind of and i have my notes here as i watch i was just thinking about what happens yeah and it just such a vague movie but you can very much get the tell of it even by looking at the movie poster yeah so i'm happy i went into it like just blank slate i said i'm watching a nine put it on nothing else so yeah no definitely it's it's a movie that's more enjoyed if you go into it blind because yeah. the trailer might ruin it because apparently it spoils the first half of the movie 100%. i'll just leave it with that yeah, but we are gonna spoil the whole, <laughs> the whole movie, movie right yeah. now but so you know <laughs> watch it and then come listen to us lamb by the way <laughs> l-a-m-b 2021 youtube you can rent it for five bucks youtube is a new best buy <laughs> oh yeah uh, yeah you know but uh mm. pretty much um to give a quick synopsis of the movie of course it just is the idea of these two farmers who are without child mm-hmm. and 
one of their lambs or one of their sheep. Sorry. Yeah, I I was actually um, gonna write in my notes. What is the difference between a lamb and a sheep? Do you know? I think I think a lamb is just like a baby sheep. That's what it is, right? Kind of like a pony is like a little horse. Wow, that's a perfect analogy. But that's actually Google. Just but yeah, I think <laughs> you're, I think you're a hundred percent right. What is the difference between lamb and sheep? <laughs> I just want to make sure. Uh, a lamb is a young sheep. <laughs> nice. yeah. Age under twelve months, whereas a sheep can be of any age and any gender. Nice. That helps me out because the whole time my notes, I go from lamb, sheep to I even wrote fucking goat. <laughs> I figured, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But okay, so let's let's. What were you gonna but, say? Yeah, like the synopsis mm-hmm. is pretty much until one of their sheep uh, produces a half human, half lamb hybrid mm-hmm. animal creature thing. Yeah. And these two farmers take it in as their child. Yep. And that's the fucking movie. And and <laughs> it really goes without any detail. I mean, the beginning is straight up just showing these two, this couple just hanging out on their farm. They look pretty, you know, doing okay. Uh, mm. I don't know exactly what they produce. I don't know if it's like milk or, or is it like it's meat not or, super specific, but I would imagine yeah. they probably produce like milk or meat mm-hmm. if they're like have a sheep farm. And just to start off, so it's filmed in Iceland. Also, I also see here that it's filmed in Poland and Sweden. Okay, so Iceland, Sweden, and Poland. Uh, um, <laughs> always gonna mention that. Uh, one of the coolest things about it is that the the shots of the scene were incredible. Oh yeah, fucking incredible, man! Just just the nature parts of the movie where they don't speak, where it's just segue like transition scenes. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus Christ, you can't get better than that. You could have an old ass camera, and it'll <laughs> be impossible to not take a good picture. Oh yeah, oh man, there's definitely a certain atmosphere Hell to yeah. this movie. It Hell really yeah. like like just brings you in and mm-hmm. just brings you into their lives. Yeah, and it really uh, reaches that sort of uncanny valley at a certain point yeah. be- with their lamb child. Yeah. Um, well, the movie is broken up into chapters. Oh yeah. It's yeah. three chapters. And in the, in the beginning before anything, the, they just, they get real deep into the farm area. Right. The, mm-hmm. And one thing I really appreciated was just how they filmed the animals. Cause um, yo, those animals are amazing actors. Holy <laughs> yeah, that's shit. what I thought too, man. <laughs> I, I fucking thought that shit too. Cause I'm like, how did they train these fucking sheep to be so well at what they do? And uh, before before like the whole birth process, there's kind of ominous scenes, right? You hear like a <laughs> not like a snoring. Yeah. I just snore. <laughs> <laughs> I know but, what you're getting yeah, at. Yeah, you hear like a. <sighs> Yeah. Right. Sneaking up <laughs> animals and stuff. And in the beginning, like horses run away from the sound, but you don't get to see what's making the noise. Mm. It's just a bunch of animals being like, what the fuck is that? You know? And basically, it, to me, I thought this was going to be like a horror killer movie. So I was like, fuck. Because <laughs> I saw a dog and I was like, no. Like, I don't I, yeah, I had dogs. no idea what to expect going into this. I Hell was like, because no. all I really heard about it was like, yeah, it's kind of like a horror movie. Yeah. And I'm like, but how? Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I, if I were to classify, just based off my experience of classifying movies, I would say I don't even label it a thriller. I kind of, I, I kind of saw this as a not so silent film. Okay. Right, because it's so little conversations up until the third chapter. Mm. But I thought this movie was more so kind of just a, a story, like a. It just it says folk horror. I think that's a perfect way to put it. But I don't look at it as horror so much. I wasn't. I don't know if for horror you have to be scared. You know, quote unquote, depending on who you are. But I thought this is just like a drama almost. Well, I will say, because 
being a huge literary nerd, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm very picky on the whole idea of horror versus suspense. For sure. Because there, there's quite a difference between it. And it kind of bothers me that in film, uh, we have the horror genre as a sort of general umbrella yeah. for it. Because it's kind of unfair. True. Because uh, for people who don't know, horror is essentially the buildup to something that is scary. Mm. Horror is what keeps you kind of gripping the edge of your seat. Gotcha. Suspense is the actual release of mm. said horror. Okay, so give me a good example for the past movie if you can. Like Jaws. I don't know if you've seen Jaws before. Jaws is definitely um, a horror. Yeah. Um, because, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, so what because is that? When they're, when the music is playing, when it's like, dun, 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 is that suspense? That's horror. Because, that's horror. Because that's what has you on the edge of your seat being like, holy mm. shit, what's going to happen? And then as soon as Jaws himself comes up or eats somebody, that's the suspense. Ah, uh, okay. That's actually a great way to you know define it because... I wonder where we can relate that to later on in the movie when we talk about those parts. Well, I I think in general, this movie is considered as a horror because Mm. for myself, I was kind of freaked out by Mm. by the the lamb child, personally. I was like, I, it was so like, (laughs) it was like I mentioned earlier, it was so uncanny valley where I was like, holy shit, this thing, like, it looks adorable, but it looks so (laughs) weird and I I can't wrap my head around it. Uh, so yeah, I think that's yeah, kind too. of like the horror aspect of it, of just kind of like, because I think when you get into the more more uh, metaphorical aspects of the movie, yeah. this movie is definitely about nature and human nature and yeah. just animals and things like that. And so, hundred percent. And before before we even get to like the go uh, the go the sheep being born, <laughs> land being born, goddamn, um, the movie starts off with just again showing the lives of this couple at the farm. And I love that the first conversation they have, they have or the first things they ever say, they talk about a time machine. <clears throat> so that's the first conversation to have in the movie, just in chapter one. And they say, you know, a time machine is one thing that would be, you know, interesting for science to develop in the future. Would you want to do that? And both of them have different opinions on it. Uh-huh. And I thought that was very interesting because one thing I wrote uh, is that I thought it was really incredible for them to include not only the shots of the animals, but the birthing process of a Oh, sheep. yeah. They were very, very upfront and multiple times oh, they yeah, showed. Oh, yeah, it's very graphic. Yeah, before they birthed the um, goat. I mean, fuck, goddamn, I go, <laughs> not a goat. Not a goat, Frankie. <laughs> the lamb baby. The lamb baby. Uh, <laughs> the Lamborghini. The Lamborghini. <laughs> the, uh, the cute little fuck. Uh, they showed a bunch of birds that were actual, you know, babies. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was super cool and brave because I think a lot oh, of yeah. American films, not to be so judgmental, would shy away from that, you know? And now, one thing that I got a feeling of before I was watching this movie was saying that I was, I, had, I just had a feeling. I was like, what is going to happen later on? Like, what is going to be on? Because I know this is a horror movie, right? And as soon as I see, like, them pondering about the child, the birth and everything, mm. I was thinking, a lot of people that are farmers fuck their animals. <laughs> I don't know if you ever oh, know that. I yeah. didn't know that. So there's a whole thing where basically <laughs> uh, there's only a couple animals that their vaginas resemble to an extent, a female vagina. Oh my god! Yeah, it's very weird. Oh. A mouse is one of them. Ew. Yeah, uh, dolphins is one of them. Uh. And I think either goats or sheep are the most closest. So that's fucking Ew. nasty. Ass. Like, yeah. Why do you know that? <laughs> oh no, I'm just, <laughs> nah, I heard us about the podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh. <laughs> what podcast? Can uh. you name it? You got three seconds. Matter, matter, three, matter, matter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I heard it somewhere else <laughs> And Yeah so when I heard that shit I, That immediately My assumption was this 
my assumption was um, as soon as they took out the baby and concealed the bottom half of the baby, mm-hmm. I thought was my thought was that the dad or the the husband had sex with the with the goat, you know, uh-huh. and I thought that it was purposeful and that he inseminated the, the not the goat, the sheep, you know, so they can't have a kid. Because there was this ominous feeling about it all, you know, especially hiding you the know, bottom half of the human baby, even though it's fucking crazy when they show it later. But, but personally, mm-hmm. I for myself, like with the way the movie open opens up and it's like it has the open door to the barn and it has all the sheep in there and stuff. Yeah. And they're kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Immediately, I was like, is this supposed to be like a like a satanic kind of movie? Like, Ooh. like is it like sacrifice is it, type shit or anything? Or? Well, not even. I thought because like because. I feel like there's a sort of connection to like sort of uh, uh, like worshiping Satan and like sheeps and goats and things like that. And mm-hmm. like, you know, they cut off the heads of like sheeps and goats at like yeah. events and shit like that. They're crazy mm-hmm. like that. Whatever. 100%. So I thought it was something connected to that. I thought the opening of the movie was someone going there. some some, some satanic creature that we'll get to later. Yeah, for sure. That definitely just that. <laughs> fucked one of the sheep. Ah, okay. so, so that, you kind of had that uh, initial feeling that was correct. If anything, you know, because yeah, that mm-hmm. that's immediately where my mind mm-hmm. went to because I I just thought it was so ominous with the way things were set up and yeah. so like eerie. I was like, yo, like especially with one of the sheeps, how they kind of like collapse in yeah. the middle, which was, was the like, which was the one that had the human. But yeah, even the the couple, the the female, the, the girlfriend or wife, I'm not sure which Maria one, Maria. She felt under the collapsed sheep, right, and she she just felt something odd. So, so essentially, again, they go through the process of caring for these animals. They take care of them. They birth the babies and everything, and they, they milk them and all that stuff. So, and again, they're in the farming business. So they've been doing good, as they mentioned, year after year, they're doing better and better. So mm-hmm. they're successful at what they do. And it seems like they have it all set for themselves. It seems that they're in love. It seems they're working hard. And only up until this happens. And again, remember, in the beginning, is this creature that we don't know what it is. It could be a person too that you just hear heavily breathing, scaring off all the other animals. So yeah. my immediately my attention was directed towards that. And then as soon as this got further, when the baby was birthed, it's just the way they were cradling the baby that wasn't exposed as a human yet to the audience. Yeah, it's yeah. all off camera. Mm-hmm. And only shows the head up. And immediately I was like, their their <laughs> their reactions were so underwhelming. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they, bro, <laughs> they're not freaking the fuck out right now. <laughs> just, just put yourself in their shoes. You you give you help a sheep give birth, and the bottom half of the sheep has a person's ass, and the head is a sheep head. It's fucking ridiculous, you know. Like uh, all the most that happens is Maria starts heavily breathing. Yeah, and I'm just kind of like, that's it. <laughs> like that's all you guys are gonna do. This yeah. is fucking wild. And. Aside, so that goes forward, and for a good amount of the movie, it just shows them being very happy and caring for their sheep baby that isn't exposed to the audience yet, right? Uh, I think I think the interesting part thing about that is that they were very happy. So yeah. outside of the exposure well, of that, even before that, there's a moment because chapter one ends with uh, them basically cradling the baby, yeah. and it's just kind of like boom. That's mm-hmm. kind of like you you could argue like the beginning or the opening of the movie in, yes. in a way. Um, but the dad himself, Ingvar, has a moment where he's like in the tractor and he just stops and he just kind of cries to himself. Mm. And I thought that was going to be like the big conflict, the movie that he uh, didn't like this or didn't, didn't like the this. child or didn't want the child. Yeah. I thought that was going to be the big conflict moving forward. Or maybe it is that he didn't want that, but he just convinced himself that he did because that's such a 
I, I felt that one of them were going to cave in eventually too because eventually um the the sheep the the mom sheep that gave birth to the sheep baby keeps falling around what's her name the uh, maria maria uh basically well, it doesn't follow maria around it follows the, the baby. baby yeah yeah you're right you're absolutely right because they put the baby by the window because mm-hmm. uh, we get they're living in a big field to themselves there's no neighbors there's no nothing but this the mom who gave birth the sheep mom that gave birth to her son her daughter which is named ada mm-hmm. they uh is following her baby which is rightfully hers the whole time so she keeps going, you know, the whole yeah. time. And she's getting annoyed by it. She's like, leave, leave. But she just won't leave. And so that becomes a little scenario that gets addressed later. Yeah. Because right? uh, pretty much they kind of start playing house uh, with this lamb baby mm-hmm. child. And I thought it was funny because Ada, mm-hmm. I, always, I thought that it was funny that it could be an acronym for a damn animal. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I just thought that was pretty oh, funny. Oh wow, I never thought of that. I'm in my brain. <laughs> uh, but then, who's introduced is the brother of Ingvar. Yeah, Peter. Peter. Uh, yeah. Or Peter. Peter. Yeah, <laughs> this motherfucker. And, and you in his name <laughs> with little dots. Yeah. And initially, he's introduced. At, at first, I thought it was Ingvar and Maria kicking him out the car, but it was his friends kicking him out the car. Uh-huh. This is a very cliche, cool character. Leather jacket, smokes cigarettes, and mm-hmm. he's left alone on this big highway to walk anywhere. And eventually, he reaches his destination, which is to his brother's house, which is Ingvar and Maria's house. Yeah, with their newborn Ada. Yeah, and uh, before that, the way Ada is officially introduced as a she baby is by her missing from the um, house, right? Mm. So she's missing from the house one day when Ingvar and Maria wake up and they're like, what the fuck is this bitch? <laughs> yeah. So they go look for her, they go look for her and they find her by the lake, right? Mm. And they, I mean, they find her somewhere in the field. Somewhere in the field. Then she's officially introduced as a half sheep, half woman. I mean, half girl. When, uh, when Maria picks her up and her bottom half is exposed, she's completely naked. So it's her left arm that's a hoof. Mm. Or I think it's her right arm. Her actually. right, her right arm's a hoof. Her left arm is a human arm. Her head is a complete sheep's head, but the rest of her body, from the neck down, is human. And I just thought, first of all, the actual CGI for that was great. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought so too. It was very well done, and because uh, at first I thought that it was going to look terrible. I didn't know this mm. is such a recent film, so that's probably credit to that. The more recent it was put out, but I thought it was really well done and. I, I also think that they didn't overuse not one part of either or. And I love that they didn't oh, make yeah. a speaker or nothing, but she completely understood language. Yeah, they, there are like moments where uh, uh, Maria's like, oh, like, are you hungry? And she kind of like nods her head. <laughs> like she goes, mm-hmm. Like all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, nods her head and whatever. It's like, yeah, it's it's so bizarre. But uh, in chapter two, we get introduced to Peter, Peter. Uh, who just kind of shows up and he shows up at the same moment that Maria has some crazy nightmare of a bunch of sheep of like glowing eyes, glowing eyes. And, and everything's kind of, I don't know, orange kind of, you yeah, know? Yeah. And it's very intense. Mm-hmm. And so she wakes up from that nightmare and says, no, that's enough. Yeah. And she takes the gun to go kill, uh, pretty much Ada's mother, mm-hmm, the um, actual sheep mom. Yeah. Because she keeps falling around the baby and all she hears, ah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, in noise. and fucking and Peter just- sees and Peter sees Peter because he's walking to the house, and before he actually talks to the Ingvar and Maria, the owners of the house, he sees her fed up, take out the gun, shoot her in the head. Now I wonder, and this we have to put in a supplementary. I wonder if that was a real sheep they killed, 
or if it was not. Oh, I doubt it. I think like, so. Because it is Iceland. I'm, I'm not trying to be like, I'm not saying there are barbarians <laughs> there. But I don't know what the restrictions are in terms of animal cruelty. In America, of course, we can't do that shit at all because we'll get Peter all on our ass. Well, I the reason why I doubt it is because I think this movie in general is kind mm. of a metaphor for like animal rights and mm. things like that, which we'll get to uh, later. For sure. Um, but it just looked too real. It just it, looks so it, real. It looks, it's really intense. Yeah, but there's I mean, no, you can't even catch any fake design of an animal. Basically, this, this sheep was shot in the head and it really looks like a fucking dead sheep. Yeah, yeah, I I mean the closest thing I could think of is um the movie The Lobster with mm-hmm. Colin Farrell. Uh that's the movie where people turn into animals with, they have to find a mate or something like uh, that. I only heard of it. I've never great seen movie. it. It's a good movie. I've watched it multiple times. Very oh. good movie. I'll watch that if you watch her with Hawking Phoenix. I've, I've seen it already. I know, I know you have. That's such Damn, a good movie. <laughs> I gotta watch Boy, the lobster. Now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fucking great anybody that hasn't watched her. I'll be ready to sing. You know who? You know uh, the director of her. You know what else they directed? SpongeBob, <laughs> Jackass. No fucking way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The most recent one, or in general, just in Jackass. general. Wow, that's fucking yeah. the guy with the. I think his name is like Spike Jones or something, something like that. that. Maybe not. I don't know, but that's fucking amazing. Man. Yeah. Holy shit! What a fucking range, man. Jesus yeah. Christ! I'm just baffled by that. <laughs> I did not expect that at all. I've heard of the lobster. Anyway, Peter Peter sees Maria kill the sheep that's following her around because she has her, her baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Peter just says, fuck that. I'm not going to get involved right now. Yeah. And just kind of like camps out in their barn for the night. Mm-hmm. And when then, he's found by his brother. Yeah. And then Ingvar finds him. And the whole time I was like, this is so weird. Why are they acting so casual? Because yeah. they don't mention that it's his brother until uh, finally Ingvar invites him inside. For breakfast. For breakfast and whatever. And We're just, so if I could specify, once he once Ingvar invites Peter into the house, or they're like, Oh, I'll have some breakfast. But there's already three plates laid out. So mm-hmm. Peter's like, Wait, were you expecting company? Yeah. And then they put out a fourth plate for Peter, and that's when Ada comes out. And there's nothing mentioned. They act like it's perfectly normal. They just they say, act like it's the like yeah. nothing. <laughs> and even even surprisingly enough, Peter's like like looking, but he's not saying nothing. He's kind of just accepting it. But imagine this: imagine you're at the dinner table, <laughs> and this little girl comes in. But instead of a head, she has a sheep's head, and she just sits down and starts eating with you guys. <laughs> what the fuck? So, incredibly enough, Peter's just kind of like okay, and accepts it. Yeah, it mm. was. It wasn't as underwhelming as their as like the actual like responses from the parents yeah. or uh, from Maria and Ingvar because like they acted like it was so casual when they didn't even give a fuck. They were just yeah. kind of like, "Oh shit, well, <laughs> damn, it is what it is." All right. I actually um one thing I forgot to mention. So when when Otto was born, one reason I thought they took her in, and this is still not explained at all throughout the movie because again it's so vague, which I think fit it the best. But I thought they looked at Ada as a gift from God. I don't. There's no telling of how religious they are. Mm-hmm. But I think that being that this is this kind of this assumption that she lost the baby later on in the movie. I think if you were to have your many of sheep, when one of them to give birth of a half baby, half sheep, either that's why I thought of they either intentionally did that because she was unable to have kids, mm-hmm. or that it happened and they thought it was a gift from God. Or a gift to themselves to have another opportunity I to mean, have another child. They refer to her as a gift uh, later in the movie with the fairy tale and stuff like that, right? Or uh, 
well later in the movie when Maria no says beginning. goodbye to Peter and mm. she's like, Oh, Ada is like a gift. She's mm. like a new beginning for us. Absolutely. So so we're at the table with <laughs> We're at the table with uh Peter and he says nothing about noticing Ada walk in. And then afterwards, I don't know if he says to Peter or Maria first, but he's like, What the fuck is that thing? <laughs> <laughs> Rightfully so. <laughs> And I don't know if they respond. She's happiness. Ada's happiness. You know, mm. she's she's what we have at the moment. And it goes forward with them just kind of being with another. But he doesn't agree with this. He thinks Ada is a disgrace. He thinks she's a freak of nature. And he he's frustrated, but not showing it as much because he's in their house. And he also tries to make a move on yeah. Maria at some point. Yes. And she says, stop it. Like, not right now or this and that, which goes to tell, like, did that happen before? Did it not? Is it a common thing that he did? Mm. Obviously, he's not a good person because he was thrown out the car early before by his two friends. I didn't catch it. Was he thrown out from the backseat or the trunk? I'm pretty sure the backseat. I, I didn't remember it actually myself, but regardless, he was definitely thrown out the car. I don't mm. remember if it was a trunk or not, but I just think it was the seats because um, I think I would remember the trunk opening and him being in there. Mm. Um, but either or, of course, he, has, he, he doesn't have a right state of mind, especially being that uh, Ingvar is his brother and Maria is his either girlfriend or wife. Mm. Um, but yeah, and, and I don't know how far this skips over, but eventually trying to find out what is Ara and explain and tell Ingvar and Maria the delusion of her keeping Ara and treating her as her own child. He gets fed up. And what yeah. does he do? Dude, he fucking, while they're all sleeping, he's like, nah, he's smoking the cigs. And he's like, I can't take this. <laughs> and he fucking walks into their room and just picks up Ara and like takes her out, takes a gun and they just start walking out to the ranch. And it's yeah, just man. some real crazy shit. Or I like that it's it's those moments like that where I felt like it was the real horror of it that yeah. it's just kind of like, oh, my God, like and in general, I feel like this movie was so unexpected in its yeah. turns. I I just never knew what to really expect coming uh, in the next moments of this movie. Yeah. And because I definitely didn't expect Ada to die, mm -hmm. but Peter definitely pulls a gun up onto her and, and pulls points it straight to her face, straight at her face. That was actually the one moment in the movie where I was like. <gasps> Like, you know, I was actually really <laughs> astounded and I actually kind of felt not that this movie, I'm not making a movie, so I can't say, but I actually would have very much loved to have seen what the director would have taken the story if he did shoot her. Because mm. I thought I thought that's when the horror was going to begin. I thought that's when things were going to start twisting, turning, becoming really gruesome. Because I, I thought the, you know, the, the movie was going to turn into horror, like in terms of like, Ada becoming violent herself. Ooh, okay. Because I, because there are like moments with like the dog, where like she's kind of like staring at the dog, and the dog is kind of whining. Yeah, and I was like, is she gonna do something to the dog? And that dog is a very crucial part of the movie that we haven't mentioned. But um, they both have a dog at the field, mm -hmm. and the expressions the dog makes is very crucial to me in particular because the way he admires—I'm assuming it's a he or she, the dog, whatever—the dog mm -hmm. admires Maria and Ingvar. He very much is questionable when he looks at Ada. He has no yeah. idea how to react to her. He, he he looks at her and says, not says, but he just kind of tilts his head and doesn't really get near and doesn't understand. And that's when it kind of intrigued me because Ada's allowed in the house and the dog kind of isn't. Yeah. He kind of has to see by sign, but him and Ada don't really sh differ very that much. I know, of course, she's human, you know, part human, but they're both animals. And that that's where I think like the sort of the, like animal rights kind of like mm. metaphor perspective really comes into play with the movie. Yeah. But um, because 
especially when it comes to sort of like the perceptive death of Otto, where it's like, oh my God, is she about to die? Yeah. Because for me, that's kind of when that metaphor starts to really come into play of like, you know, where we have this idea of animals rights where we're supposed to treat animals as humans. Yeah. And here is this literal animal human and this dude's about to kill her. Yeah. Is that right or is that wrong? You know, that's fucking interesting. Um, I, I, there's two things I want to bring up real quick. There's a conversation I heard who I won't name because it's a private conversation. And one person one asks person two. Person two is Korean. Person one is Dominican. Okay. And the Dominican asks the Korean, which I'll name them that. It's easier in the way. It says, um, so, you know, different cultures eat certain foods, right? And Dominican asks the Korean, so what do you think about eating dog? Right? Mm-hmm. And the Korean says, well, Dominican, I think that's strictly cultural. And I think you need to understand that when you ask that question, you're not asking it in the perspective of living as a Korean in Korea. You know, you're asking it in the perspective of, you know, your USA self is looking at a whole different culture and putting your perspective here on that. Mm-hmm. And I want to bring up another uh, video I saw today, this morning, and it involves a comedian called Andrew Schultz. Right? Okay. I'm not really a big fan of that guy. I think he's a little outrageous too purposely just to make shock happen. But I think he has a lot of good points that I'm learning. And he asks a person in the crowd. This is, is um, He says, uh, he, he's something about a third world country. And she's like, well, I'm from a third world country. And and he's and talking about animal rights, mm-hmm. interestingly enough. And she, he says to her, he's like, oh, yeah, well, how, when did you leave your third world country? She's from the Philippines. She says, I left when I was eight. And I was like, okay, well, you're, you're for animal rights, he says to her. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, so what other animals did they eat in Philippines that they don't eat here? And then he goes, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> oh, man. and and she's she was laughing and he was laughing, which is to go to show like stopping a pussy people. <laughs> like if somebody says a statement, you know, they're both laughing, they're both making a point. Of course, they're both for animal rights, if anything. But it's a really good point to make because there's a cultural difference as to what people eat in different sections of the country. You know, it's not just dogs; it's also could be cats. And some people mm-hmm. eat different types of animals. So you're right. I mean, it, it, I didn't even think about bringing animal rights into this, but you're right. Like, would he even get prosecuted? Would it, I mean, you know what it, what it is like? It, who gets in trouble like, for how, what? How do you judge that? Yeah, it's just like. And I'm gonna put they're... the I'm gonna put the video up so people can see because I want to explain that better for the elementary. But yeah, yeah it's such it's a complicated like, issue. How do you judge that? Because this is. Because because if you really think about it, a lot of animals have the mental capacity of a child. Or, or to an extent one. But yeah, you're right. Of and a child so, in particular, not a full-grown adult. And so in this dogs. entire movie, this this animal, this child, lamb child, is we only ever, we only ever see them as a child. We yeah. never see them grown up anymore past that. Mm. And I feel like that's done purposely. Yeah. I feel like that's done metaphorically of like all like in a in a certain light, all animal are children. Yeah, it's a in, certain innocence to it too. Well, and, on, on top of what you just said, yeah, innocence and, applied. And so, when it comes to that, when it comes down to that moment of Peter pulling the gun down on Ada, and mm-hmm. it's like, could you really do that? Mm-hmm. And it 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 made me think of like being vegan. Of like, <laughs> that's like that idea of like, could you really eat the food that you that that you're about to eat if you watch it get killed in front of you? I think so. I, think, I couldn't. You know why I think so? <laughs> I think so because well, there's another point I love to make, but outside of that one, uh, there's a certain coach, like Native American tribe, let's say, and they're allowed to oh, kill. Oh, because you're Native American. <laughs> yeah, because I'm Native American, motherfuckers, <laughs> and British, and Chinese, and Polish, and whatever else I said earlier. Um, and they're allowed to kill two whales a year. 
Nah, I know everybody's like, what's a whale? No, it's a whale, you know. <laughs> like, what's the last time you cared about a whale for real? <laughs> <laughs> but they're allowed to kill two whales a year, you know, legally. And the reason they are is because off the whales that they kill, they're able to eat and make product and all that stuff for very much months, pretty much the whole year. Okay. And I think, I mean, that's a very fair and justified way. But imagine a, a tribe that's living within its, you know, culture. And for some vegans, or like not even vegans, some protesters to go to their area of living and saying, hey, you guys can't kill whales, even though they've been doing this forever. You know? Mm. Another good point I heard today, well, I won't mention because I, once I do, people will be like, whatever. <laughs> um, he was asked, he was asked why, by a vegan, he was asked, why do you hunt animals? And he's like, well, to be fair, uh, a lot of people don't have the opportunity to do so and stuff, right? But these animals that he kills, in particular, um, impalas, if I'm not mistaken, like okay. a certain type of deer, they've already lived long enough to pass on their DNA, mate, and you know have children and continue their cycle of life. And other than being alive at the moment, they'll just suffer horrible deaths. What happens to an Impala when they live in the in the woods? I I wouldn't know. How do you think they die? Probably getting eaten by another animal. And how much do you think they'll suffer during that moment? Probably a lot. Probably fucking crazy, right? <laughs> Instead of a headshot to the you know head, which is out in a second, because it's it's unrightful and illegal to sh- to cruelly shoot an animal. So it's easier to pull the trigger <laughs> for for an animal. For an animal. But are we not animals? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. That's different. No, nah, no, nah, because because I'm not. If I if I pull yeah. it. <laughs> I won't say that because. Oh my god! How about this? What if you What if you headlock somebody and make them sleep? But could you headlock an animal? Yeah, yeah, you can headlock an animal. But, but, but would you do it yourself? Would I didn't you? say I would do. I do. <laughs> but let me finish my point, Javi. <laughs> trying to fucking prove yourself, yeah. right? <laughs> what I'm trying to say to you. Boom! Got him. <laughs> nah, nah. We'll continue that debate later. <laughs> Same shit, bitch. <laughs> If it was a human, it'd be one thing. Yo, oh my God. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> when you do so, right, you're you're not allowed to 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 take missed shots at an animal because if they suffer, it's your fault. You're making you're, you're cruel, being cruel to an animal. Mm. So when you're hunting an animal, I mean, there's a bunch of meat you can get from one and feed yourself and your family for the whole time. I, I just think I'm not saying that everybody should be out hunting animals because that'd be dumb and you know really dumb. It'd just be dumb, you know. <laughs> But, but I think that there's, there's a lot to be said And I think people have opinions Because nobody wants to see a cute animal die Nobody wants to see a cute little you know, furry thing die You know But there's just a lot of reasons to what you do And I just think that the ecosystem is plentiful in some ways I think and this is just straight up thinking So I have to be sure with this And I'll fact check this mm. But there was an abundance of lions being alive in Africa And what that had to happen was that People in Africa were paying hunters to come to Africa to kill this abundance of oh, lions. Wow. Yeah. Now we think of lions, we're like, oh no, it's lions. <laughs> but it's just like they were getting paid to kill the lions because there was too much of them. But nobody would come because what happens when you post a picture with the dead lion? You get hate. Yeah. Same thing with sharks. There's plenty of sharks in the fucking ocean. It's just Japanese people will be cutting their fins off and then throwing them back in to suffer and die. Oh, even though in certain sections, I didn't even know that. Yeah, they're fucking terrible for that. <laughs> like for that section of people that does that. That cuts off for shark fin soup. But in certain sections, there's an abundance of sharks that could be hunted. Same thing with bears. It's it's just things that you don't like to think about. Why? Because we have teddy bears and we have (laughs) movies that animate these animals and all that stuff. But there's a realistic side of things where it is able to be done in a more natural, not natural, but more safer. And what's the word? Uh, I forget the word. 
But some people will start making sushi because they like bluefin tuna. I know I'm going to segues and stuff, but bluefin tuna is very controversial because people don't do it in a in a safe way, and they're making the fish become extinct. Okay. But when there's a right way to do things, you're able to keep the fish alive for future generations to come, while doing it justifiably without making a fish become extinct. So I just think. I, again, because you brought the animal rights thing, it's just so interesting. You feel I me? Mean? Not the human part, <laughs> but when it comes to the the animal part, again, I'm not for like I'm not like strong willed with hunting. I'm not like everybody go hunt. I just think that we're so cruel to people for no reason. We just don't have reasons for it aside from oh they're so cute. <laughs> you get I, me? So I mean, I definitely I like you know I I, I feel like I guess I differ a little differently sure. just in terms of like. It's, I could, I feel like I could never go hunting myself personally. I feel like I could never put down an animal Mm -hmm. and like, I've, I personally, you know, honestly, I've thought about going vegan myself of just like the idea of like, sometimes when I eat a steak, I'm like, this is so good. So good. But I feel so bad about it. But burgers are so good, hubby. (laughs) Chicken is so good. Vegan, vegan options are great too though. I won't lie. Impossible burgers are pretty good. They're good, but. Yeah. I I I actually really like the texture of them. <laughs> I I was surprised. They're, no, they're delicious. Uh, I think now we're getting way off topic, but the <laughs> beho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The funny thing about um, impossible meats and like all these things is um, they're kind of they're great. They're honestly great, and for, I think it's weird when vegans eat impossible uh, meat because you're saying you won't eat an animal, but you'll savor the taste of one. Like, you'll mimic it. Isn't that kind of <laughs> fucking weird? You know, like, what if I made impossible cannibalism human meat? <laughs> I mean, it just tastes so good. Like, what can you say? Like, I know, but ethically, like, really, <laughs> like, what? You know, but what, what's, what's going on with impossible meats is that they're becoming unhealthy regardless. Because they're not being made, like, regarding health factors. They're just being made to be a replica of the actual meat. You know? Okay. So now when you look at all these meats that are becoming what they are, they have high sodium, they have high this and this and this. And it's like, wait, the the cruel part, obviously, it does cover for. Like, it doesn't mean that you're eating an animal. Mm -hmm. But it's very interesting when you think about how unhealthy it is for you, you know? And that's just a different topic to ponder on. I don't know. I I mean, I'll just throw it out last thing as a B-hole thing. But, like, apparently the Impossible Sandwich from Starbucks... Not really vegan. Really? Not really vegan. No fucking don't. way. Because apparently. <laughs> <laughs> what? I didn't know that. Because it's like, you know, apparently the meat itself is not vegan. Oh, it's the, egg though. But the cheese. Cheese and egg, yeah. And the bread. Oh, not, but, it, but it's definitely vegetarian. Uh, I, I, I don't know exactly that much, mm-hmm. but it's not vegan. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> People listening yeah. are like, hey, bro, we wanted to hear about lamb. And that <laughs> motherfuckers are just. Chatting, and guess what? We are. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beehole. That's the beehole effect, man. Welcome to Earth, Mind, and Matter. <laughs> Norway. But, but pretty much to get back to the movie. Back, back, back. Like, a Peter, Peter points has a this gun. moment where he points at a Otto. gun at Otto. Yeah, who is the sheep baby of Ingvar and Maria. And then it cuts to Maria waking up from, like, it seems like she was having a nightmare. She's like, oh, shit. Her, oh, her fingers, like, like kind of twinkle. Yeah, and she's like, like wait, It's like happening. that mother instinct. She's yeah. like, yo, something is wrong. What the fuck is up? And she wakes up, and she finds that Otto's not in the crib. And mm-hmm. then she goes downstairs, and she finds that Otto is sound asleep With in Peter. Peter's arms. So Peter had a change of heart. He said... I can't kill this thing. For some reason, I can't kill this thing, person, sheep. I just can't. And he's rejoiced with her. So 
Um, they they live happily ever after. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of chapter two. Uh, chapter two. And then it goes into chapter three. Dun, dun, dun. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then this is when things start to get really weird mm-hmm. because it's like at first everything seems all right and whatever. It's like they're all chilling and like Peter's taking Ada out. They're going fishing. Yeah. And everything like, actually seems like on the upward. You know, yeah, everything seems fine, and like they they start drinking and having fun yeah. and whatever. They watch, a, which is really cool. They watch a handball game. They they refer to it differently, but it's European handball. I didn't even know what sport yeah, that was. I'm I'm just so lucky because in my middle school we got to play that sport. First, they, they introduced it to us, and I think high school too. I'm not sure we went to the same high school. <laughs> I always forget, but not this time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you remembered. I got you, bro. I'm, I'm learning. <laughs> And European handball is essentially you you play soccer with your hands. And when they were watching it, I thought it was really cool. And and, and it's not that they were trying to be purposeful with it to expose it to Americans. They live in Iceland. That's what they mm. watch over there is European shit, you know. So I thought that was cool. But ultimately, they're all drinking and watching the game and their team loses. So they're all upset. They're all like, I thought they were watching soccer. Mm-hmm. You know? I thought so, too. And while they're, you know, grieving the loss that the European handball team had, Maria says, I'll cheer you both up. And she puts on an old music video performed by Peter, mm-hmm. the brother of Ingvar. And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, don't put that on. <laughs> nah, but he leaves it on. They all start dancing, having fun. They even invite Ada to dance. And they start dancing with her. It's a joyous time. And they even play a little bit of handball in the in the room. Yeah. And that's when Ingvar falls. And he says, Ingvar says, I got to go to sleep. So he goes to sleep. He invites Ada to lay with her. And that's when Peter starts making the moves. Well, even before that happens. Ooh, what happens? <laughs> <laughs> because even before that happens, Ada's kind of like a little, she seems a little thrown off by the whole yeah. situation, which is kind of like the child reaction that would happen where there are adults getting drunk and yeah. whatever. It's like. They don't understand. A, yeah, as a child, you don't really get that. They're like, yo. Why are you acting like kids? They're being weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in Otis' case, because <laughs> you can't fucking speak. Yeah. <laughs> but um, she goes outside at some point, and Doggo's there, and she's in the Doggo's looking at like something out in the distance. Yeah. And Otto like runs up, and she starts heavenly breathing, and she's like, <sighs> and she runs away, and the Doggo's like, I got this, oh, and runs yeah. off camera. And then you just hear the uh, doggo whine. And you hear the... And, and you the just... And the yeah, and it's like, that's it. Doggo's dead. Yeah. And I was Presumably. Like, we don't know yet. But from what we know from movies, you hear that whining and you're yeah, like... Yeah, and I was like, what the <sighs> fuck? And yeah. as soon as that as soon as soon that came on, I was like, yo, what? Yeah, I hate what, when, is, what is happening right now? I personally hate when dogs are in movies. I hate it. Oh, I yeah. hate it. I do not like it. It gets me so tight. When they survive, even then, like, why'd you put me through that? Got, got <laughs> me, got me in, uh, that I am legend yeah, spot yeah. right there in my Chill, heart. We, we don't go there, honey. <laughs> we don't go links around. Link is how we watch your mouth <laughs> I'm sorry like, I'm sorry fuck you Will Smith <laughs> so but, so we assume that the dog of the family is now dead and attacked by something or someone and, and Otto, Otto says, runs back inside that, I'm out of here yeah and then that that's when Ingvar's like fuck this yeah, I'm going too to drunk and he just falls asleep but he asks Otto to lay with her and this was a very great scene when Otto starts staring off into the picture 
Yes. There's a picture hung up on the wall in the bedroom. And what is the picture about? It, it's it's of a bunch of sheep just kind of running out in the distance. Being herded, right, by like, the farmers and stuff yeah. like that. And it, that scene or that moment was very reminiscent of The Shining. I don't know I if never, you've seen I've The never Shining. I've seen The Shining. Oh, wow. I got a, Jack, Jack Nicholson? Am I wrong? Jack, no, Jack Nicholson was in it. He's like, here's Johnny. Right? Here's Johnny. <laughs> like, I know that. The, much. The, uh. the movie ends with a scene very uh, uh, familiar don't to that. Don't spoil it. But I got that and I was like, oh, man. These, uh, these are such like... Cause I, I like felt, homages almost? Yeah, because yeah, nice. I, I felt like uh, throughout the movie, there was mm. kind of almost this almost this back and forth of like, Otta wants to be wild. Kind she of, She wants right? to be an animal. Yeah. But uh, she's kind of being domesticated by Ooh. Maria and Ingvar. Before that even, um, I don't know if this is before or after, but your point right there where she kind of has this urge to be wild because this is a random thought I had in the beginning of the movie. In the way in the beginning, when Maria was laying out water for her, like sheep, mm. I just thought to myself, it's like, how do sheep know to go drink water? You know, of course, it was, you know, instilled in them, but that's what I'm kind of getting at. She lays out the water and they all go to it all naturally. They hear the water dripping into the bowl and they know where to go with it. When he lays out the food, they know to eat it. Yeah. You know, and we have this natural instinct. And before this scene of the thing getting drunk, Peter calls over on Ada and Peter is like, hey, hey, sweetie. Come over here, come over here. He takes some grass and he feet and he goes to like, you want some? You want some? And Ada at first comes walking. And he's like, No, 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 no. And he makes her like kind of fall down like a sheep and mm-hmm. makes her eat the grass as a sheep. And I think Ingvar notices this and he's like, What are you doing? Yeah, he but gets she, real upset. But Peter almost does this because he knows himself that this isn't a full human being. Mm-hmm. And what Ingvar is seeing is what he doesn't want to see, the truth. Because she can't resist that urge. She can't resist wanting to eat that grass because all the other sheep want to eat that grass. And you got to take the good with the bad, whatever, however you put that with this situation. So I love that scene because it's kind of, it's really dark. It's really dark because you kind of kind of root for Ada a little bit too. You know, oh, yeah. you kind of want her to be part of things because she, I, I just, it's sad, man, because when that happened, it kind of ruined that essence of taking her in as a human being. Yeah, because it's like it, it, it kind of reverts it back because it's like up until that point, it's like they're including her and things like that. Yeah. She's sitting at the dinner table Every, she's so and human. whatever. Yeah, she's acting so human. And that was like the one moment where she was kind of forced to act like an animal again. Yeah. Or for the first time. And it's just it, it really it's something that doesn't even hit her because she's a child and she, exactly and, and i think that really speaks again to that idea of what i was mentioning before of like animals in a lot of ways are at the mental capacity of children yeah yeah i agree and i mean to, to uh, dolphins speak in their own language man you know like dolphins i think dolphins are one of the only animals to have sex for pleasure and they also have mm-hmm. their own way of communicating and they they rape each other too which is they rape humans too oh, but wow. they, yeah they, they dolphins rape and they get high on their own too I don't know if you know this, but I didn't know that. Yeah, dolphins are weird motherfuckers, man. It's so creepy. But they Yo, get- I gotta party some dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> you know who probably party with dolphins? Bill Cosby. Oh no. <laughs> he didn't do nothing wrong though. He didn't do nothing wrong. <laughs> because of the justice system. The justice system said he did nothing wrong. He's innocent, man. Per the justice system. But dolphins find a way to get high by squeezing this certain um certain chemical out of a certain life form. And they pass it around. Pufferfish. Yeah, no, pufferfish. <laughs> Thank you to Beatrice here. Uh, she actually mentioned that. I heard through the headphones. You want to tell the people? 
<laughs> what they do is they squeeze this toxin out the pufferfish that is toxic to other people, I would assume, but not to them. And it gets them quote unquote high. And they pass it around even, which is hilarious. <laughs> and yeah. I'll put that in some of it because it's so funny. I would but, just love a circle like that 70s show <laughs> where everyone's just passing around a puffer fish. <laughs> like, like Dad, yo, you want to hit this puffer fish, wait, man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, let me just finish raping this other dolphin. <laughs> Man, dolphins, drugs and rape. <laughs> Gee, Christ. <laughs> Damn, what the fuck? Where is this AMC section, man? Yo, we need to get a dolphin on the show. We need to get some pufferfish. <laughs> but no rape, no rape. <laughs> we, let's keep, Earth Mind and Matter is anti-rape. Let's, let, just, <laughs> let's, let's leave that to Nirvana if they're Rape Me song. <laughs> like, oh, man. That's a good song. <laughs> That's a great song. I'm just saying. Uh, There's a, this a video of uh, Kurt Cobain. Not to get on the Kurt Cobain subject, but I think he before he starts performing that song, he says, uh, this is for all the fat redneck rapists of the world or something like that. Oh, and, then he, and then he starts saying, rape me, you know, and it's pretty dope. A lot of people, somebody I spoke to um, before was like, I don't listen to that song because of how intense that is. Oh, wow. And I'm like, well, that's you because I do. And it's different, though. It's different situations, different people, mm. different perspectives. Definitely a strong, strong lyric. Without a doubt. And all jokes aside, that's a terrible thing, you know. You know, we know we have fun here. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike dolphins, we're not for that shit. So. <laughs> uh, but I yeah. mean, to to even sort of talk to that, because mm-hmm. as we see with these guys partying, you know, they're having a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ingvar and Ada go to sleep, yeah. and then Peter starts to make the moves on Maria once again. Once again, and, and she's not for it. She's like, nope. She's against it. She's trying to clean up, and Peter's like, well, you know what? I fucking saw you kill Ada's mother. You gonna tell her about that? And she was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. And it's this moment of like, is he blackmailing her? Mm-hmm. And so she takes a moment and she kind of like moves into him and she's like, come here. She's like, come follow me. And she brings him to your door and starts kissing him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh shit. But then she pushes him into the door and locks him in there. Yeah. And he's like, so he was basically tricked, locked into a door. And that's Peter. Um, Peter, right? He's just yelling like, hey, come on, come on. Come on, let me out. Let me out. Yeah. And then she goes away. And I thought this is just an interesting thing. She starts playing piano extremely yeah. loud. She tries to like drown out, yeah. drain out the sound. And that, that to me was just interesting. Like, you know, and but then there's a lot of escapism. There's a lot of oh, escapism yeah. in a different forms, right? Not only with the piano, but with Ada, you know, and, and just with everything. You know, I I think one, one interesting thing about uh, Maria is that maybe there's not enough facing reality. Oh, you yeah. know, because earlier, I don't know if this is after, before they visit a grave. It's uh, probably before, but I think I know what you're talking to when yeah. Peter kind of like confronts her and she and he's like, you're kind of you're like, you're the one being childish mm-hmm. with playing Pretending, house. Yeah. With with uh, with Ada and all this stuff and whatever. And and with the grave visiting, she visits a grave with Ada. And that's the beginning of chapter three. Beginning of chapter three. And on the grave, it, it says Ada and their last name. And I wish they had included subtitles for that, mm. but I mean, only I guess the Icelandians know what the fuck it said, <laughs> you know. But we don't know what the what it says on the actual grave, but you can only assume that that's probably a child they lost in the past. Yeah, and that's what I mean by escapism. Even with uh, the brother saying this or this, and with the many attempts of move he's made on her, she's just drowning it out. And I think with An- Ada, it's the same thing. She's just drowning it out because she doesn't want to face the realism of having lost maybe lost a child or maybe that was his sister or maybe this was this. But then we get to the scene where um, Ingvar, he's running in a field of puddles. It's a beautiful, beautiful scenery. 
Oh, and yeah. he's running. He runs towards the camera with the dog. And they're just running and running. And he just stops in front of the camera. He gasps. He's like, <sighs> and he just yells, Hada! and we don't know what the fuck that was about. He's like reading like a bedtime story to her yeah. when that happens. Which is and- a, actually an Icelandic bedtime story. It's actual uh, Dimitir or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, supposedly it's actually an Icelandic fairy tale. And I, I didn't I didn't get that. Yeah, man. I saw a little video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh but all the all those things are just interesting because again, this movie is we're we're doing our best interpretation, but it's fucking vague as shit. Yeah. And it aids it so well. It really does it a favor because it's more detail I think would ruin the movie. You know? Oh yeah. It's definitely a show don't tell kind of movie yeah. because there's not a lot of dialogue throughout the movie. Not even. That's why. That's why I think of it as like a not so silent film because they just a little bit of talking and this it increases in it and like you know gets to the pinnacle of it. But then it just really that's the highest it goes. Just a couple conversations, the loudness, the music, and eventually after that whole scenario, Maria sends Peter off, gives him some money, and says you need to leave. Yeah, and puts him on a bus. And he gets the fuck out of there. Yeah, and she tells him, like, Otta's a gift. like yeah, a new beginning. A new beginning. And she's kind of just saying, like, you can't ruin this. Yeah. And she sends him off. And that's when things get really heavy. Because yeah. uh, we see in the last chapter in chapter two where the tractor breaks down in yeah. the middle of the road. And so in chapter three. Peter, Peter takes Otta to a section in the fields. And they're on a tractor. It breaks down. Then they go fishing. They return home. Yeah, that's so, when the drinking stops after they get home and stuff like that. And so in chapter three, once uh, uh, Ingvar wakes up, he's like, let's go fix up that tractor and stuff, Autumn, whatever. Mm-hmm. They go to clean it up while uh, Maria is going off. Peter. Uh, yeah, sending off Peter and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they can't really fix the tractor. Yeah. So they're like, ah, oh, fuck it. Let's just walk back home. Mm-hmm. So they start walking back home. And Maria gets home before them. And she notices and, they're not home. And they're not home. And she's looking around. She's like, yo, where are y'all at? Yeah. Whatever. And and one thing that, again, you know what's interesting, man? What? When Ada looks herself in the reflections. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, she looks herself in the in the water reflection, the mirror reflection, the garages. And every time, she just takes a look at herself. And she's just like, what the fuck am I? <laughs> you know, like, well, and as she rightfully so is, because not only is she a sheep human, but again, like you said, she's a kid. Yeah. So everything is just like imagine the things going through her head. I mean, being that she can understand language and walk around and and agree and disagree and stuff like that. Imagine when she sees a reflection and then she sees her parents and then she sees her reflection. And she's like, "What am I?" And I now, mean, definitely uh, without a doubt, because like mm-hmm. she can't really speak. Not at all. And as as you mentioned, like she definitely understands language mm-hmm. so yeah definitely what what is going on through her mind when Holy she looks fuck. in the mirror and she sees herself so now um her and ingvar are walking around after their failure of fixing the tractor and they're walking and then maria is just looking for them and then you hear a fucking gunshot yeah. and maria's like what is that what the fuck and i thought that this motherfucker killed ada the di- oh the really? I, I my mind did not go bro, there. Immediately, I thought I thought Ingvar killed Ada or himself, but more so Ada. That's not where my mind went at all. I think? was I was just like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I was just like, what? Peter. <laughs> I was like, who just shot who? Like that's all my mind was yeah. at. Okay. And Maria starts running off to the gunshot. And it just cuts the fucking Ingvar just plugging up his neck because he shot. just got shot. Yep. 
And this is a rifle, not a handgun. It's a rifle. A rifle. The whole time, and even the sheep mom earlier, everything was a rifle. There's only one gun in the whole movie. And it just cuts to the biggest comparison I could think yeah. of is when I saw Sorry to Bother You. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, we're definitely <laughs> doing that movie. That's a great, great, Lucky Stanfield's best film, my opinion. That, that was, I, wow. I, I became so reminiscent. When I, we, we should not spoil that we're not, movie. We're not going to say nothing. We're not going to yeah. spoil that movie. We are going to talk about that movie. I had so many movies in mind for next week or whenever I pick movies. Nah, man, that might be it. That's a but, fucking great movie. But I became very reminiscent of that movie when this moment came. Hell yeah, when bro. you see a fucking sheep man <laughs> holding a rifle. Bro, that's, that's the second. Yeah. The, and not like some bitch ass sheep man that's like frail. No, this motherfucker is brolic as shit. Dude, this man <laughs> could fucking kill someone. This man could be in the without UFC. a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bro. And, and I will say this. I will. I'll say he's exactly for him, just like Ada. He has a sheep head and a man's body, but mature as fuck. He's an adult. Yeah. And the second I saw him shoot <laughs> Ingvar, which was like, what the fuck? I was like, I can't wait for the sequel. I, I want this guy to have his own spinoff movie and just fuck shit up. That was the moment I was like, this is cool as fuck. And I hope there's three more hours of this movie. Unfortunately, there wasn't. But he shoots <laughs> he shoots Ingvar in the neck and Ingvar is grabbing his neck and he's like, ow. And then he shoots ow. him like, <laughs> Yeah, he, he gets shot and he goes, ow. <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> but a nice landing. <laughs> and then he gets shot in the stomach or like yeah. side and he falls to the floor. And this guy was the guy, or this goat, whatever. Sheep, sheep. <laughs> this sheep person was the one that was been breathing the whole time at the beginning of the movie. The one that's been going, <laughs> nah, just did it again, just cause. Nah, he's been the one that's been breathing like, <sighs> you know. And behind the scenes, you only get to see who he scares off. And officially, we understand that this sheep man is like, "Fuck you, Ingvar. That's my baby." Yeah. So. Possibly and more than likely, he impregnated the sheep in the in the barn, and that's for, his child. For me, that's kind of when it hit. That's when it kind of hit for me, where it was like Maria killed this sheep because yeah. this sheep thought it was a mother. Yeah. And now here's this sheep man killing Ingvar because he is the father. He's a hundred percent the father. Even and then he even as Ingvar is dying, he grabs Ada's hand and he pulls him with him, pulls her with him. And the father takes one last chance at bringing Ada back to him. And Ada even wants to go back. You can see in her eyes, she doesn't know. She starts know. like whimpering yeah. and things like that. She doesn't know. Like she, I'm sure like she feels that instinct that this is actually my father. But to, like just like an adopted person. like You don't know what you feel because this person actually raised you. And this person is actually your father. There must be that real fucked up, twisted mind in her, in her, in her head right now. Yeah. But uh, of course, Ingvar, he passes away and fails to pull out of closer because he's dying. And Ada ends up going with the sheep man, who's fucking huge. And Dude, as he walks, all you hear is doom, 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 you know, and then they fade off into the sunset and then live happy ever after. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. And so we get to the final scene. And Maria just shows up and she finds Ingvar and she's just kind of spazzing out. And she's, she's like, oh, what the fuck? Like, and, what the fuck just happened? And it's so sad because she wants to know, but he's already dead. And, and I think the saddest part is when she's like, it's okay. It's okay. She keeps telling him it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. But she knows it can't. And even in my head, I'm thinking like, even if there was a way for him to survive, like how far are they from a hospital? Yeah. You know, like how, how there's no chance of this guy surviving. And 
And imagine just the misery she's been through like forever and how much she will stay in that misery forever. Because she looks off into the distance and she even looks off into the pathway where the sheep men walk. Mm. And it's kind of a like feeling where she knows, but she doesn't know at all what just happened yeah. to this guy. And she never will, you know? And and it's fucking crazy because then we get to the last scene where it's a close up on Maria. Yeah. And she's just breathing again. She's just like crying and <sighs> kind of like how the, Ingvar was in the puddle of water with the dog, you know, mm-hmm. who who officially was dead. The dog was dead for sure. Yeah. And and in this final snippet of the shot, she kind of just stops crying and just lifts her head up and she just kind of sighs and she just looks at the camera like, oh, not even the camera. She looks down and she just, <sighs> and then Finn. Yeah. The fucking movie ends. <laughs> and it's fucking weird, man. I, um, I don't know. I have no idea what she could have been thinking in that moment. You know, it could have been closure. It could have been just, what the fuck do I do? I thought she was going to kill herself as soon as she found Ingvar. I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. to be perfectly honest. Yeah. I wouldn't put it out of, like, what she would do to yeah. herself. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, again, kind of like how I, how I mentioned, like, in terms of how uh, Maria killed the sheep yeah. that was Ada's mother. Mm. Here's the father now killing Ingvar, who was supposed to be, like, the supposed father. Yeah. I didn't and, even think about that. Holy so, fuck. That's like such a opposite. And right? so I thought of it of, of almost like a chain of, mm. of like payback. Yeah. And it's just, it, it's oh, kind fuck. of like nature always coming back for what's rightfully it. Yeah. There's and, some shit like or that. theirs. Yeah. yeah. So I, but which is kind of why I came a lot to these animal rights, yeah, yeah. the sort of like uh, ideas or perspectives to this movie, because I just saw it a lot of like, every life is precious even even animal lives mm. because you should witness or per, or perceive an animal life as precious as like a child's life yeah even though a lot of conservatives are anti-abortion but pro death penalty <laughs> just think about that true <laughs> <laughs> but uh but outside of that i just ah man i i never even considered the fact that she killed the mom so he's gonna kill the father you know? Yeah, I just I immediately that hit me. I was like, holy yeah. shit, this was like a chain of events, yeah. like like a domino effect mm-hmm. almost. Like a domino effect of death. Yeah. And and if you're listening, I hope we did a you know, did you justice and stuff, but the visuals, not even that I have to promise you, you'll have already seen. We're gonna put up those scenes as we talk about them. And again, I think again, I don't think this was the strongest movie ever. Like I won't say it was like the best movie. Of course, you know, there's a lot of different movies, mm-hmm. but I think it definitely causes a discussion and it's intriguing as fuck. And I, and I love that it makes you interpret it instead of spoon feeding you the story, you know? And yeah, I mean, it, it's a hundred percent the most interesting film I've seen this year because sometimes films are very interesting, but they're very story driven. And outside, like aside from like story driven movies, this is one that's just so not even random, just <laughs> blank. You know, it's like if this whole if there was a big piece of paper and this movie just kind of filled in the middle, you know, <laughs> and you're 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 left up to interpret it however you want to. And wow, so I guess in reality, it is a really great movie. Just, I mean, it's all about how you interpret it. You know? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, what I think is interesting is that from what I found out about the movie is that it was pretty well received from critics. I think yeah. if I remember correctly, it yeah, had, it had a bunch of awards and shit. If I remember yeah. correctly, it had about like an 86% on Rotten Tomatoes from critics. Mm. I don't remember the user audience score, yeah. but in general, users didn't like it as much as critics might have liked it. Okay. So the reviews I pulled up aren't super in favor of the movie. Okay. Um, so 
for the reviews because I love bringing up nice. reviews from Letterboxd. Nice. You've done this. Okay, cool, cool. Uh-huh. Uh, but for some of the reviews that I got for you today, the first one is from Elvis the Alien. Elvis the Alien. All right. They say, not once did she question whether or not her husband fucked the sheep. <laughs> nice. Because that's <laughs> three stars. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. I'm telling you, he probably fucked the shit out that sheep. <laughs> <laughs> all right cool thank you elvis <laughs> the alien <laughs> but that's that's one review i got for you okay another review i got for you which is a, a bit of a lengthier one silent dawn they say didn't hate lamb by any means but it's barely anything at all once you're part once you're past the concept this is a tattered string of art house conventions absurdist misery so you'll find out pretty quick if the film works for you or not yeah Pointless chapter structure, droning pacing, subdued performances, etc. All in service to an underdeveloped narrative and half-baked dramatic tension. Mm. This is probably the first time I've empathized with A24 for attempting to market a film of theirs. Mm. Because there's not a lot going on here. The titular lamb is adorable and I wish she was in a better movie. (laughs) Two stars. Actually, um, that's one thing that I, I wanted to say earlier but I didn't get a chance to because I forgot. I do feel that's why I didn't think this movie was the strongest because I felt the whole time it was this anticipation for something that then it was really underwhelming. Even though the gold man, the okay. she man was dope as fuck, I still felt that there was going to be some bigger, crazier shit, like some really thwarted, fucked up shit. But I think in reality, the most fucked up shit that there was was Ada. Mm-hmm. And it didn't really escalate more than that. Because even the sheep man, I was kind of desensitized only because I saw Ada. So there, of course, there has to be an older version. Not that I expected it, but when I saw it, I was like, that's badass, not not thwarted, uh, like, fuck with me type of shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even kind of like how I, I said I was reminiscent of Sorry to Bother You, Yeah, it was nowhere near no, that level. No. And imagine this. Imagine the Aara. Ooh, Ooh, that would have been dope as fuck, I think so. That would have been like a really cool fucking scene, you know? Like, imagine at the end, like, that's what they did. Like, satanic ritual. Like, imagine at the end, you know, they did this and this and this, and then they just ate her. <laughs> Oh my god, that shit would have been <laughs> fucked. That would have been yeah. pretty fucked and then, up. And then the 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 sheep man comes in and, and kills all of them because they're eating the daughter, and he just kind of mourns. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna rewrite this movie. <laughs> That's kind of cool, man. Holy shit! <laughs> and then he takes shots of and runs away. <laughs> that would be cool as fuck. I think so. That'd but be that's pretty me, interesting, right? <laughs> I'm gonna make that shit watch. But uh, got two more reviews for okay. you. So the next one is from Rally Tauken. They say, this was the first time I very audibly said, hey, yo, what the fuck in a theater? (laughs) So props to the movie, I guess. Yeah. Four and a half stars. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that was a pretty good moment right there to kind of bring that up. Because... I, I and I'll say it again, just very reminiscent of "Sorry to Bother You." Yeah, man, that was because when I saw "Sorry to Bother You," people walked out of the theater really? in that big "What the fuck" yeah, moment man. in that movie. Ah, those pussies. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's like that's kind of like a, a good thing, I think. If somebody walks on your movie, fuck you, man. If it's towards the end, you know, like how are you so upset? That that's such a good fucking movie, man. That's it's, such a good fucking. It's movie. a pretty interesting fucking movie. Uh, man. It's, it's it's honestly, it's not like top five of me or nothing, but honestly, I think. Wow, man! I, I it just flew over my. I can't believe I, I didn't even think of that. 
And it's funny because look what I see here. <laughs> For those that can't see, I'll put it right here. And no spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the last review I got for you is from Carol Grant. Okay. They say, mm. was going to give this two stars because there was a few threads in the first half that I actually kind of liked okay. before they bogged down by the second. <laughs> but as soon as the movie ended, this one guy stood up and did a standing ovation for a full minute. Like it was the greatest movie <laughs> ever made. What a try. And you know what? That docked it down half a star. <laughs> Sorry, I don't make the rules. That's just praxis. Yeah, one man. and a half stars. I don't know what praxis means, but I agree with that because this movie was not that good. It's <laughs> not worth the one standing of one minute innovation. You know how long a minute innovation is when you're in the theater? <laughs> that shit is 10 minutes, bro. Nah, man. Uh, I, I also do love how the feedback is going to differ so much because, I, again, depending on how you watch movies, how you intake movies, and what you want from a movie, this one definitely either gives you what you want off the bat or you're like, what? I did watch the movie when I was sleepy. <laughs> okay. So I, I found myself like just kind of falling asleep a little. But I won't say it's because it's boring. I truly will say just because it's it's such a slow moving movie. Mm. It's it moves so slowly, and you just gotta be patient with it, which I 100 percent was. And I, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Would I watch it again in a heartbeat? No. <laughs> but I would love to show other people it, and in the future. Probably get high as fucking watch it again and be like, fucking out is weird. That birthing scene. Yeah. Oh my oh, god, disgusting. But then I, I did write, birthing is a beautiful thing. Like the birthing part. Bro, you create life within you, man. That's fucking crazy. They and just they shout out a baby. That's all, <laughs> all I saw. And, and, and then I wrote God and science. You know, there's just <laughs> there's two things happening there. It's fucking weird. But Jesus Christ, man. So, Frankie, I got to confess something to you. What's up? <sighs> you having a sheep baby, man? I lied. <laughs> I lied to you. What? Again. Damn. One of these reviews wasn't for the movie Lamb. It was for what? Us? <laughs> <laughs> one of these movies, uh -huh. one of these reviews was for the movie Joker. <sighs> the standing ovation. Okay. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I'll still fuck you to that guy because ain't nobody should be standing up for him. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you made the movie. I don't care if you knew the person that made the movie. You stand up in a fucking movie theater and applaud. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> but I love The Joker. That's a great fucking movie. Just like the other movie, Us, Javi loves. Um, us and hates the Joker. God knows I should, why. I should have put a review of us. I yeah. should have put. A you know what it would been? Us. Damn this shit, trash. <laughs> Five stars though, because uh, you know appropriateism. <laughs> nah, we, me and Javi will watch us, and we're gonna discuss it, and we'll have a live commentary, and yeah, we'll just see how bad it is <laughs> in real time. <laughs> I just really want to throw out that Joker review out there. That's funny. I was man. like, you know what? Fuck that movie. <laughs> let's see. Let's see what someone has to say against that movie. But I'm sure that's applicable to Lamb. Somebody, some dickhead out there, some Icelandic fuck. <laughs> <laughs> some Icelandic fuck was like, this movie speaks to my goddamn life. He was. You like, know how bad I want to <laughs> fuck a sheep. He was like, because <laughs> that's how Icelandic people speak. <laughs> And then he said, <laughs> oh, man, I might have to bleep that out. <laughs> nah, put that shit in. Put that shit in to my Norway motherfuckers. And if you want to watch from Iceland, 
My bad. <laughs> but I I am actually attempt Icelandic. Just just so you know. <laughs> so I'm British, Chinese, Icelandic, Polish, Mexican American, and Native American. So don't come at me. Bitches. And you're also full of shit. And, <laughs> and thank you for listening. <laughs> what did we do today, Javi? What did we do today? Yo, man, we were on the earth. And this is what's in our minds. This is why it mattered. This is Earth Mind and Matter, man. And before we let you guys go. Oh yeah. Make sure to follow us. Make sure to. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, Happy's dog in the background saying, You're both full of shit. <laughs> and that make me sick. <laughs> follow us on the social. Follow us on the social. Earth My Matter Pod. Follow us on Spotify. I don't YouTube. know. I don't know if uh, Apple Podcast has a Spotify thing, but. Uh, Just or- look up Earth Mind and Matter and tell your friends, tell your grandma. To your dead relatives, everybody, bro. Pray to Jesus, pray to Allah, <laughs> uh, your and first remember, grade teacher. Don't forget about the Earth Mind Amanda Challenge. <laughs> yeah, Get <laughs> one stranger to listen to the show. Norway. Maybe, maybe that's how we got the Norway listeners. Honestly. Man. <laughs> <laughs> record record the moment happening. I want to see it pop up on the internet. Like some cool. asshole going up to another asshole. Hey man, have you have you listened to Earth Mind and Matter? Because all our listeners are assholes. What the fuck are you saying to me? <laughs> have you listened to Earth Mind and Matter? Why are you still talking to me? <laughs> if it happens, we'll give you ten dollars. We'll give you ten dollars. We'll take we'll take it out of our cash app to send you ten dollars. We don't even have ten dollars in the cash app, Javi. Hey, we got ten dollars. Hey, oh, oh. Hey, uh, good morning, good evening, good night. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Boom. <laughs>